gathered friends. Listen again to our legend of some random crap that happened that I didn't think of an intro this week. Today we... So Josie's farting is just as good an intro as anything you could have come up with then. (laughs) Probably better, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. This time we read uh, the rest of 2005. So that's all of the... uh, or, or basically all of the Web of Shadows movie in book form, and Web given of Shadows it, the movie in movie form. Given that it took us about a month and a half to get through the entire arc, I'll I'll be willing to admit that it was a bit of a slog. This is yeah, the arc that was. never ends. <laughs> this is the arc that never ends. And it goes on and on. Yeah. My, like, so far, friends. this was our only three-parter, and I don't think it'll be our last either. Yeah, I think it'll be our last for a while. Yeah, um, I, like I don't. I think everyone kind of kind of knows it by now, but the story kind of goes just haywire after a bit. It's yeah, the, the, the story more, went haywire during the second part. Let's be honest. Yeah, the story <laughs> gets the story gets more and more convoluted as the years go on. This will become readily apparent when we get to around two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, jeez, oh, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this time, it's nice and simple. We've only got a few, like, non-book pieces of material that we read this time. All uh, of my notes, off... are, almost all of my notes are about the second half of what we read today. Okay. Uh, all almost of my, none of my I, notes I, all, all of, I'm the opposite. All of my notes are for the Web of Shadows bit. I have nothing for Time Trap. So, I have so, barely anything so I, I have a few notes for apparent. both, but not very many. So, Swirt and I, and someone else, I forget who, was it, was it Chip? Uh, what, watching the movie? Yeah, we watched the movie yesterday on, uh, Rabbit, uh, and, uh, apparently Rabbit... Yesterday as of the recording, we need to clarify. So, fun fact about that, uh, the only time that I've ever used Rabbit was when Liam and I tried to watch the Bionicle movies with Jonah. Years and years ago, and I don't remember how well that worked. I remember that he really liked how Kitangu says no. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't, honestly? It's pretty good, yeah. And I'm really annoyed how they changed that in the book. I, yeah, they they did a lot. There were a surprising amount of changes in the movie and book that, unfortunately, I didn't write anything down for that. So I... In my opinion, in my opinion, contrary to the previous adaptations, I think most of the changes for the Web of Shadows book were worse than those in the movie. Honestly, yes. Like, I I like all of the stuff that they added around the movie, but for the changes in the movie story itself, yeah, I think it was for the worse. There is one as we go along. Yeah, there is one change I'll agree with, and I'll get back to it when we get to it. Alright, well, let, agree with. let okay. us begin then, shall we? Let's right. just get right into yeah. it, because I know we have a tendency to go off on tangents before actually getting into the book. Of course you we know, do. Last you know, week it was I like a ask, half an hour before we actually started. I have to ask Liam, these tendencies, they wouldn't involve me, would they? I mean, you haven't been here since, like, that, fucking I, three months no, ago. No, 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 no Josie, I, now's your time. Offload all of the blame on him. Fairy flyers. <laughs> what? I'm actually quoting something that was actually in 
in the book. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, wait, yeah. what? No, that's a note that I have that I'll bring up later as well. Yeah. There yeah. was a toy in the mid-2000s that was, I think, either a Barbie line or a Barbie knockoff called Fairy Flyers. They were, like, little dancing fairies that you would that you would launch off of spinners and they would fly. Is that the one that went in the fire on that fucking video and, like, 014 in the background? Yeah. Curtis, your next line is moving on! Moving on from toys released in the mid-2000s. We're talking that about that. Li- the, the, we will <laughs> talk about a toy that was the, released in mid-2000s. The Vizrock spinners are literally fairy flyers. It's just Beyblades, but upside down. I'm not even that. The both the both the Rotuka spinners and the Kanoka discs are just like Lego versions of cheap toys you could always get from the dollar store since the eighties. Are you saying that Lego is unoriginal? I mean, for these t- specific things, yes, very much so. Leo, like, I had a, what could basically be amounted to a Kanoka disc launcher back in like 1997. Liam, are you saying that Lego drove the person who created the who created the building block into suicide? Moving on. Yes, moving swiftly along. So before we actually even get into the story of the movie, which we'll ah, be fuck. talking about for a lot of this. All right, uh, Mask of Light. Yeah, the Mask of Light animations, which um, I hope everybody here watched them in animated form and didn't just read the screenshots, because holy heck, these things are incredible. And I uh, love them I, so I just much. read the screenshots, but I've seen them before, and I remember how like ridiculously over the top they were. I think the I last get... time I actually saw them, I won't lie, was probably as they were being released in 2005. I didn't get around I'm... to it. I feel bad about it. Now it's like ten minutes the... long. I love everything about them. the timing, the, one... the delivery, the action. Uh, here's so... the one thing: it's, uh, I beg to differ on the delivery part, and here's why. They had no concept of how the Toa should be characterized. In fact, the Toa weren't characterized. Literally, all they do is go up to the next Toa in the series and say, Here, here's a thing. Go find this other thing. Oh, thank you for rescuing me. I will do just that. (laughs) And then then watch and repeat for the next five steps. Yeah, it's literally the same thing for all of them. We Including have when the, Vakama we... meets Onowa, and Onowa just, like, accepts this task, no questions asked, when every single point in the story before that, Onowa is the least, is the most resistant to Vakama's leadership. And he's yeah. like, yeah, okay, I'll go do this thing, I'm not even gonna it, ask what it's for. That, <laughs> you could tell that something was a bit of a disconnect between yeah. stories. Just a little. I mean, if you recall back to 2001, uh, they've always had a bit of a connection with, you know, the Toas, and all of these connections seem to translate across media. So we know that Onua and uh, Liwa have always had a, a partnership, as it were, and so on and so forth. And Tahu and Kapaka usually fight. Here, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Fakama and Onua working together, even in their state. If anything, they should be the like furthest separated from each other. Yeah, and of course yeah. we get we we don't get any representation of the Hordika and how they're going through their changes and shit like that. And then imme- even though immediately 
don't know. I forget if it's prior or after this. I'm honestly, I read all this shit weeks ago, so I'm getting a little. Uh, I'm, it's starting to slip my mind. But at some point, directly around this point in time, we like we in these animations we have the Toa Hordika just doing their thing as if they weren't even mutated mm-hmm. and then directly around that we see Vakama so angry that he almost strangles Wanua holding him up in a chokehold in one hand <laughs> yeah I'm really regretting not watching these <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're great. Well, my point is, that wasn't in. None of that was in these animations. Oh, never mind then. Oh, never mind then. (laughs) There's just no characterization for them. You could swap out the Toa Hordika with any other random character, and it wouldn't make any difference. Uh, Excuse me, I think you're really downplaying the importance of Onewa Naruto running across the desert. So what you're saying is replace every single single character in 2005 with good guy and you're golden. (laughs) And I mean, to be fair, literally all of the Toamata Naruto ran in the first Borok comic, so... That's true. (laughs) uh, They learned uh, from the best! Is Bionicle animes... If only. Um, but yeah, so th- these Mask of Light animations, they basically just serve to say, um, yeah, the Toa Metru, or Toa Hodiku in this case, they did have the Mask of Light at some point, and they brought it to the island above. And it's this never really very specifically, Very specifically, the way it worked was, it was the Rahaga who had brought it to Metra Nui. Yes. And said, by the way, now that the Visorok are here, They'll probably find it, so let's go hide it again. Yeah, and one thing that there there's one thing I like about this, and one thing I dislike. Let's go with the good first. The good is that I really like how they subtly showed off how the mask got inside that totem to begin with, and it was so stupid and simple. It's like, oh, here comes the Visorok, Onoa. He just encases it in stone, and that's it. That's how it happened. (laughs) And the thing I don't like is this is the beginning of the end for the usefulness of the Makoki stones and how they would so heavily be retconned into a ridiculous. What the fuck is a Makoki stone? I had no idea what they were while I was watching this. Okay, we so the, them in the two, We went over them in the 2001 story. What? Barely. I, like, they were used as the keys to go... Mangaya. Yeah, yes. but that was only, like, in the background. It, it was, like, it was in one animation. That was it. It wasn't in any I, of the I actual books or anything. I will say, uh, the Makoki Stone will make one more appearance, but it's not in this particular it, year. Yes, I know it. Well, I know it will, and that's where I really dislike where the, that that's where it's like that's the end. Cuz like I'm not going to spoil what that is, but this is the beginning of the retcon of what the Makoki stone was originally supposed to be, and I'm really annoyed that at the dichotomy between those two things because everyone here except Levi knows what the Makoki stone actually is meant to be now. But what it was yeah. originally supposed to be back when Legend of Anunui was still in development and there was only like a three-year arc planned out for the story before 
it got like th- they started redesigning the Bible moving forward was that the Makoki Stone was basically supposed to be extra memory for the Great Spirit, and it would okay. record all of the Toamata's experiences and add that to his own. Okay. And that, that would be really cool. Special. And that would never, that was never referenced again because that like, plot for the story moving forward was thrown out. Yeah, maybe yeah, we should. So, do, uh, maybe what we eventually should ended do... up happening is that in, you know, in uh, Masanui Online game, it, uh, the Makogi Stone was used as keys to Makuta's lair. And then here, it's keys to the Mask of Light. Uh, nobody really explains how they get from place to place. It just happens. Yep. Yeah. And I guess since it is referenced, it's, it's, it's basically, basically, the Makoki Stone is like the shopping list for the Brotherhood of Makuta, which we'll get into later in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. basically a chronicle of all the shit they're doing, and it was sold off and then split into multiple pieces. And that's okay. literally all it is. And yeah, I right. hate that so much. <laughs> yep, right, yep, compared uh, to what it was supposed to be. Ugh. Yep, gotta profit off of that off of that stone. Gotta put yeah. it in gotta put anyway, it in your butt, make some of the money. I will say before we move too far away from the search for the magical life light mm-hmm. light. Um, life light. See? See? I, see I have that problem. I have that followers. problem. Sometimes I say words. Sometimes anyway. you say words. Period. Stop See doing that. See all of my biological <laughs> Twitter followers. Even the even Mister Wiki Man gets gets the words mixed up. Life yeah. and light are very similar words and very easy to mix up. Anyway, searching for the Evoki. That's how I'm going to mm-hmm. skirt past that thing. Um, I actually am not a fan of explaining how we got in the stone, and I'll explain my reasoning is. It didn't need to be explained. None of this ah. had to be explained. So you're saying this is the first example of Greg explaining every little damn thing? This is uh, hardly the first example. It's hardly the first example, and I don't even think this is written by Greg. Oh, crap. And, on, and the reason I say that is, Greg would have at least known not to put Vakama and Onowa in the same room <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I and don't know. having I... Onowa listen to Vakama. This is one of those things where I don't think it needed to be explained, but it was just silly enough that it it worked out. Like, it wasn't a detailed explanation. It was just, oh, Onawa encased it in stone to keep it from the Visorok, and they just sort of kept it that way. I like that. I like it to to that degree, but I just, it's not necessary. Mm. Leave some mystery. Leave some Mm. guesses. If you've got a if you've got a like a legend in the making, let the legend be formed. Don't explain the legend. So Otherwise, you, you say- can just hand wave everything by saying, "And the Taraga decided for that very moment that the Goko Goko bird's going to fall from the sky." That's pretty much what they're hand waving away. Mm. Just saying. Yeah, it, it it really didn't need to be explained. It it's just. But our- Artistically, I did I did enjoy it. It was really good, hmm. well animated for the time. Yeah, uh, I can appreciate it on a sort of visceral, in the moment level. Uh, it's just when you stop to think about it that it just falls apart. 
Yeah. Just like all of the rest of life. Moving on, then. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so then we get into the actual, the yeah, the actual plot of the book. You know, the stuff that actually matters. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, we're in the bit of the movie where Vakama is, uh, you know, he's wandering off from the group. Okay. Now, the, the, so well, I gotta interject right there. It's like this is this is my first note, mm-hmm. my first of many. Suddenly, web of shadows. Yes, because we get right after, like not including the mask of light shit. We're still right at the end of the fight with the Tower of Toa, and they're all like doing their thing, and they're all happy after a battle. And then all of a sudden, Vakama gets real emo and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? What? This came out of fucking nowhere. But right. unfortunately, I talked to Owen about this, and unfortunately, there really isn't any other way to frame the book in a more natural way. Because there just isn't anything written to tie the two together properly. Yeah, so how it originally happened with the original release of the books is that uh, the whole Tower of Toa section, you know, in Challenge with Hordika, that was all written before the movie came out. Then the movie came out, along with the movie novelization, and it just hard cut back to the beginning of the Toa arriving on on the island again. So in reality, so, what we're looking at is the beginning of 2005 and then the ending of 2005. Yeah, essentially. Written in one book. So you're telling me we could have had all of this entire year done in this one episode? Pretty much, yeah. Does anybody wonder why I do not like 2005? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you could say the same about 2004 if you cut out all the, you know, more Boozak stuff. He's not I, wrong. You're I not wrong, and that's what I liked hearing. Up... I liked hearing about the Toa Metru's uh, gardening exploits. <laughs> I did I like not necessarily mind 2004's beginning. I do prefer the latter part of the year, just because mm. it is much better written. Yeah, that's not a word not, or a phrase. It is well written considering what it is. Mm. But this it is a passion of Bionicle to get through any of this year. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, I mean I mean Rudaka helps. <laughs> the the Titan sets in general help. So hey, uh so so that rock that Rudaka hat keeps in between your tits there. Uh, in the movie, it's just like a well, let's uh, let's go let's get, let's get to that when we get to that. I mean, that's, Curse I mean Curtis, go on. on. We're still on a boat. We're still on a boat. Seriously? No, we're not on a no. boat. We were never on a boat. Get in off the, the movie, boat. we were. Let well, Curtis yeah, talk. We, ah, okay, Curtis, save us. We already talked about that the boat bit of the movie when we talked about the boat bit of the book. So we don't need to talk about the boat bit of the movie now. We're talking about Vakama going for a walk, scaring a tiger, and taking pride in scaring Norik too. That's my note <laughs> we, for this. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I gotta say too. Thirty minutes this, of the movie, it feels like. Th- this part, this part of the book, is literally Helsing Abridged Episode One. <laughs> I, I went on a walk, a I really a walk. enthusiastic walk. <laughs> All right. Well, Liam, you know what you have to do. 
So yeah, the, the yeah. walk, enthusiastic walk, go. Yes. Uh, so Vikram the- is just storming off, being a little emo boy, and uh, you know he's, he's thinking about how maybe being a team leader ain't all what is up, what is cracked up to be. Uh, maybe terrible. I should go be off on my own, says Vakama. Uh, mostly unprompted, but, you know, you could just use the hook, group, or whatever. Or just, whatever, leave him on. Leave him to another place. Everybody else, let's go find Kongu. He probably exists. Right? Right. Yes. The key to Nongu. The key to Nongu. Oh, uh, pa- pause, pause for a second. Pause the episode. Curtis, you sound like a fucking robot. I'll get that in my Like an actual, I've never heard it like that realistic, like so close to what you would hear in Star Trek. But I put the pizza rolls in the oven. Part of it is you're connecting to the U.S. Central. Maybe if you switch to U.S. East, I don't know. He's not in the U.S. at all. That's going to make things worse. Does he sound like he's in the U.S.? Why is this server in the U.S. anyway? Well, you sound a little better. Okay, yeah. Thank fuck. Cut that out of the episode. (laughs) No, I'll leave leave that in. I think it's hilarious. Fuck off. Put it it at the end. Yeah, that can be our, our outro. What up, some Rudaka porn? So, I want to say, well, um, yes. so they're going off to find Kitongu, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that when they're going to their makeshift camp? Well, we're not going out to find Kitongu yet. Vakama's still on his walk. <laughs> well, they need to go find him. They need to go track him down first before they can go find him. So they have to go, of course, to... To the temple of to the great library. Robot again. There's a snake in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. There's a boot in my snake. (laughs) Did Dylan send that to you guys? Uh, no, but it sounds like something he would say. There's, oh, a, no. ba- there's a bacon, my snoot! Yeah, okay, and right. And then How's there's Josie. You sound fine. We'll okay, well, I've closed Chrome. So Vakama doesn't, so doesn't want to hang out with his friends anymore and wants to go play with the bad kids. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And uh, and he gets kidnapped by said bad kids, being Dovizorak. And, um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Vakama has this great line where he says, Oh, I, I really fouled up. And I just imagine, like, what's going through Greg's head when he's writing that. He's like, I really want to write fuck, but I can't do it because this is a children's book. <laughs> that certainly fuck, how do I not write fuck? That certainly doesn't stop him when writing about Rudaka. Well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> to be fair, when we get there... It's definitely... He didn't write any of the shit that Rudaka did in the movie. He wrote completely different shit that was mm-hmm. far more family-friendly. Yep. Are you Are you sure? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got it written down as well. Uh, it's okay. way toned down in the book. Um, are we going to be watching this movie? Or are we, was that, like, last last? Did week? you not uh, watch the movie? 
I watched the movie. Oh no! You didn't oh, watch for the God's movie. Sake. And then I, I know there was a movie to watch. Can we like pause the episode so he can watch the movie <laughs> for an no, hour? No, I can't. I can't no, do this. No, we do not have an hour and no. twenty minutes to do that. Liam, Levi, just watch it in the background while we talk. Um, that's Kurt, not a bad put, idea. Actually, put it in the background while we're talking. That's not. A, I won't be able to like join in. Honestly, based on how long a... we've been we're going for, I'm pretty sure it's just going to finish before we even get to the yeah, end of this podcast. Yeah, actually, including do the that. credits and the logos. <laughs> right. What's the name of it? Web of Shadows. I'll get you the link. Hold on. Taking bets now. So I'm uh, I'm on the Bionicle Animations archive. Uh, wait, yeah, are we I'm just gonna have the movie running in the background? Yes. <laughs> <It's> color inverted <laughs> to avoid copyright. Okay, so uh, I, don't think it's, I don't think we're gonna have any problems with copyright if this I'm exists. Sure it's 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 down by now. <laughs> so what you're saying is this is gonna be our worst episode and or best episode. I mean, a quarter of the last episode just had Coley in the background, so... You know what, Curtis? <laughs> every time something stupid happens, just put up another sexy photo of her... Se- sexy image of Rudaka. Oh, There I is not plenty. enough photos of sexy Rudaka on the internet for how many stupid moments we've had. I'm Are sorry. you... S- I don't know, that's oh, at least ten. Poor, oh, you poor sweet little child. There is more sexy Rudaka than there are stars in the universe. Anyway, the pizza rolls are done. <laughs> anyway, uh, Levi, well, you got the movie going? Uh, no, you asked, uh, Kurtz asked me to tell him when I press play, but, like, I think I'd always wait for Josie to get her pizza rolls. <laughs> go, go ahead. Okay. Uh, three, Just count it down. two, one, play. Excellent. Good shit. Good shit. Uh, so, yeah, right. while you're watching the intro logos and stuff, uh, let's talk about what actually happened. Um, so yeah, uh, Vakama, Vakama gets kidnapped by Vizarak, and he's like, oh man, maybe I was wrong. Maybe being a team boy is a good thing. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but then he, you know, he's been kidnapped, so you can't do anything about it. And then he, and, uh, and then he gets bondaged. <laughs> this is the first thing that was actually toned down in the book. Uh, because in the movie, you know, we explicitly see, like, Rudaka getting real touchy-feely with the guy. Like, running yeah. her finger up and down his chest and stuff. Uh, but no, in the book, she's just like... Very reasonable vacama. But in the book, no, she just she just talks to him a bit and then, like, snaps her fingers and the vines disappear. Right. So, uh, yeah. But basically, she's just saying, hey, uh, you come be a bad guy. Uh, and then I won't kill you. And he's like, mm, sounds alright to me. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing better. I got nothing better to do. Now, if I recall yeah. correctly, the book just does all of that in one chapter. It doesn't jump back to the Great Temple like it did in the movie. It's the Great Temple a little bit. Um... In the book, or in the movie, it starts with the Vakama getting kidnapped. Then it goes back to Norik coming back to the other Hordika and telling them what they have to do. Then it cuts back to Vakama again, trapped in the Colosseum. And it cuts off when he's shown Tametru. Then it goes back to the other Hordika again at the Great Temple. And then it cuts again back to the Colosseum. 
yeah, it did that in the book as well. So. I'm, starting no. to, I'm starting to seriously agree with Swerd about this being the worst year. <laughs> There's a lot of unnecessary I mean, coughing. I kind of like how it broke it up more in the movie, just because it was less to take in for each individual event that was going on, and you could see everything as it was happening, whereas if you did it all in two chunks, you'd sort of be jumping back in time. Hey, you know how yeah. in the books, Wenoa knew about the Vizrak, but ha- but had to seriously think about it before he could bring it up? Uh, yeah, fuck it, that shit. <laughs> yeah, in the, mov- in the movies, like, immediately... Nasty all the creatures. Web- like, yeah, they, yeah, the other Toa asked him, what's with the webs? And he's like, oh yeah, that's a thing that I know about, because I read it, and it's not obscure trivia, like it was in, in the alternate timeline where things make more sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, half their problems could all be solved just by Windows saying, I read this in a book once. <laughs> yeah, I read yeah. this in a book once. I don't know much about it. I if only he I mean. had the mask of long-term memory instead of uh, nightlight. <laughs> if only he had the mask of something useful. Yeah. I will defend also, the Also, by the way, I, I, when I was I was watching the last episode yesterday, and I remember you mentioning the the mask of mind control and how it only works on stupid things. Uh, what, what, what does that imply about Wenua? No, 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 no. He wanted oh to be hit. God, he wanted what to be hit. What the fuck is Mattel's voice? He wanted to be hit. <laughs> Well, I don't. I keep hearing people say that Matthau's voice is different in the beginning of Web of Shadows, and I don't hear it. No, no. You want to know someone whose voice is way different than they were in the previous movie? No, Kama. Nuju. What? Nuju. Nuju, yeah, uh, Nuju is a little yeah. different. Not uh, by much. I think Onewa is the most different. Yeah, Nuju didn't sound. Nuju I think sounded... Nokama is the most different. She sounds like what? a completely different actor. No, she sounds like mm. she was a child in the second movie and she went through puberty. The the Which fact I... is, the movies are two different entities altogether, and for some reason, I think what they ended up doing is they recorded the first lines. And then every single one of them walked out of the th- out of the recording booth, smashed their he- heads with hammers, and got right back in to record yeah. this one. Yeah, no, well, yeah, they were probably also told like, okay, we need to like. I think Mattel would, I guess, be the best example of this. They were probably told to tone down the voices for the Telemetru. <laughs> Are you so- sure? They, let me finish. They were told to tone down the voices for the Toa Metru so that they could then use basically the same voices for the Hordika, but by comparison in the same movie, it would sound more exaggerated. That, I mean, yeah. except that doesn't really work for Vakama. Or Nuju. Or Winoa. Or any of them, really. I think it works just fine. What are you talking so, about? So, in the second movie, Nuju was just like, his voice was, was just like a cold, stoic guy. I don't even remember if he actually said anything. Nuju did, was not stoic in fucking Web Me- Legends of Metro Nui. Well, he what definitely... What are you talking about? He definitely sounds more like a nerd in this. Okay. Yeah, specifically in his first line. Nerd! Um, the, the, the pilot error line. Oh, cool. It was and a pilot error. Dead already. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, th this is like a fun game because we don't know exactly where in the movie Levi is. He could be talking about any number of points. Yeah, sorry, I can't really hear you behind the movie, so if I'm interrupting, I'm not doing it on purpose. It's okay, <laughs> we, it's, okay. We, it's okay, it's okay. We love you, and this is going to be our best and or worst episode. It just adds to the atmosphere. Huh. Uh, Why so, yeah. is Microsoft Store emailing me about PCs right now? Why are you talking about it right now? <laughs> because I need to fill dead air. There is no dead air! In another few hours, the sun will be up. God damn Didn't it! Did you hear what Levi said? The tower are dead, so they're. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! The spiders are screaming! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we know the name of this episode. I love the way the Visorak's mouths are rendered. Uh, that's movie, just, yeah. to, to anyone just tuning into this now for some reason, that is just the best non-sequitur we've had since Josie last spoke. <laughs> Why do they have rotating buzzsaw mounts? I love it, don't you? I love it! <laughs> they're, they're I will give 2005 credit, especially this movie. They have redeemed the Viserac in so many ways just because they're so <laughs> meme-worthy. Their, oh, yeah. the ins their mouths are farming equipment. I love it. <laughs> you know what? I, for Halloween, I kind of want to, like, sample the movie and make my ringtone a Viserac scream. <laughs> no, someone needs to make their lawnmower a Viserac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my okay, goodness. Okay, Liam, yes. you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. So, um, yeah. So, uh... Oh! So Viserac is Satan! <laughs> he is. It's true. <laughs> what really? the fuck so, is that even? That's this? actually a good time to segue into Sidorak. Yeah, uh, Sidorak. I don't think we're there yet. I we mean, are but we're yeah, not. Kinda. It, okay, well, let's just At quickly go through. Let, let, let Curtis run. Let Curtis run it. Jesus Christ. Let, let's just quickly go through Vakama's scene then. So, uh, yeah, so he, he's he's thinking in his head, Radaka's offer about, you know, being a bad guy and all that. He's thinking, hmm, well, I probably can't beat these guys in a one-on-one -on -one fight, so uh, if I join their side, I could, like, tear them down from the inside and hopefully, uh, you know, get us all safe passage to Matanui uh, that way. So, you know, I, I do like how in the book version they explain that. They show how he started off with good intentions. He wanted to do the right thing. It wasn't just being an asshole the entire time. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, of course, he's just being an emo teenager, a brand emo course, teenager. And of course, Vakama wasn't convinced by this. So hmm. Rudaka orders her Viserac to kill to themselves. jump off the edge. Yep. And this in is one book. of the first, this is one of the second changes in the book. Because mm -hmm. in the book... There's apparently a ledge down there that they just landed on. They didn't know yep. there was a ledge, but Rudaka still was did, one. I guess. Yeah. But, but in, in the, the book, in the movie, they're just gone. They just fall yeah. into space and out of sight. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking brutal. Yeah, like, that's the, fucking the one brutal. thing I will give Web of Shadows credit for is it does not stray away from death. Like mm -hmm. there's a big shift in how Bionicle is handled from Mask of Light up to 2006 story where they just stop caring. In Mask of Light, they clearly didn't want they clearly didn't want anything to be permanent 
So mm-hmm. Jala came back for no reason. Then they tried it again in Legends of Metronui with Lycan's death. And then we get to Web of Shadows, where at the end of the movie, there are literally body parts scattered all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is how you're supposed... This is how you do movie sequels. This is how you do escalation correctly. Because and I also, want, I also want to point out, um, every time Rudaka says anything in the movie, her voice is backed up by rattlesnakes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, that, oh, that's why I keep that's why I keep saying she's a sexy snake lady and not a sexy rattlesnake. It's like every lady. time she speaks yeah. you hear hissing noises and rattlesnake tails and it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's so also tell, her eyes is like, hey, like a crazy do, do, motherfucker. Do you get the idea? She's a snake herder. Also yep. her eye her eyes twitch when she says particularly menacing things. Like bringing me them. Bodies. Oh, oh! Speaking of that line, that mm-hmm. that, that, that scene was so stupid. Because okay, so like she's all like, yeah. "Bring me their bodies. Don't drop them. Like you're yeah. That's actually one part. Of, that's them. actually one part of the book that didn't stray away from what the movie did. Sidorak in the movie just says, "Drop them." In the book, he literally says, "Kill them." Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah, so, so like so I really don't where... know what this book was going for because it toned down some things, but mm. escalated others. Well, I think in, in this movie. situation, the book actually did it better because in the movie, Sidorak says "drop them," Rudaka says "no, drop them," so it just doesn't make any sense. Like, what is Rudaka <laughs> hoping to accomplish here? Do not drop them. Instead, drop them. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, yeah, back to back to the kidnapping and the the the, 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 the rattlesnakes. <laughs> yeah, so Vikama's uh, eyes turn green. He's evil now. That's that's your signifier. <laughs> He's evil okay. now because the t- because the titty lady told him to. One thing yeah. I also want to point out, by the way, in the scene coming up, it's ca- kind of more obvious than others. The um, you know, the Toamata arm that they use on the sets. Right. Yes. And they yep. added like an extra segment onto it for the movie for the clawed hand. Yeah. Well, the the joint in the model arm is still a joint in the movie, so they technically have double jointed right arms. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I guess so. It's really weird looking, and I I really love it. I, I like that. I like uh, how weird the Hordika are because that's kind of the point. Yeah. Can, can I point yeah. out something before we cut away from the scene too much? Mm-hmm. That's one thing that the book definitely did not do right compared to the movie. Because mm. Rudaka had mentioned after Vakama had asked, and this is something your king would allow, she says there is a way. But then she goes on to say six ways. And then he answers, I'm listening. In the book... In the book, <laughs> yeah. He says, I'm listening, quietly, and then she says, six ways, Vakama, six ways. Mm-hmm. The, the, I'm listening made a perfect transition, and it's just so evil. Looking. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's only something you can really convey in cinema. It still works. It, it would still work in book form. I just don't you know why they switched the order of those lines. Do it! Yeah, I think the writers were just distracted by how sexy the tits were. God damn it! Yeah. It's just All like right. the way it's portrayed in the book. It's just like Radaka says a thing, then Vakama moves the conversation along, and then she just goes back and continues saying the thing. 
Yep. Yep. You yeah, just tried Bionicle Year Five, Four, Year Your whatever this year is. Anyway, the. Anyway, Seven. the Rahaga and Ko and the, the rest of the Toa Horika are looking for clues on where to find Kitongu, so they go to the Great Temple, the place where all the knowledge in the universe is stored, apparently. And I mean, uh, we'll find out later that's accurate. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, the, the Toa Horika, they're a bit hesitant to go in. Uh, they have been in before, at least Nokama has. But, you know, she's thinking... Well, we're ugly now, uh, we can't be here. Yeah. <laughs> We're too ugly I mean, to go into church. All six of them have they, actually they, been in this room before. No, but they, they convey this in the book a lot better than they do in the movie. I'm actually oh, yeah, really yeah. annoyed that they tried to convey it in the movie without really explaining it. But basically, in the book, it was implied that because they're now corrupted by shadow, the Great Temple sort of rejects them. In the same way their Kanoe masks do. They can't use their masks anymore, even though they are technically still masks and still functional. Yeah. yeah. The Rahaga can go in just fine, though. Well, yeah, that's because the Rahaga I don't assume care. the Rahaga have been around for so long that they've just gotten used to that kind of thing. Yeah, they're very mellow. They're very mm. mellow. They've been lurking in Metronui for a few hundred years. They they probably know their way about. Anyway, so uh, the moral of today's story is: don't go to church if you're ugly. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. But anyway, so so the Rahaga do go inside. They decide to look at some runes and translate them. Uh, nobody. Kn- Why have they not done this before? Like, I know there were Matoran about, but. Could the Rahaga not have seen any of this stuff in the 500 or so years that they were just lurking in Metronui? Nah, it wasn't relevant. I guess. I, I so, guess they needed a reason to go looking for Kitongu. So in the movie when They've Gaki, always been looking for Kitongu, though. So in the movie when Gaki is uh, reading the stuff, she has this super old lady voice and it oh, is God, yes. and it is hysterical because these people were told once and presumably sounded exactly like this what no Josie they're literally a combination Rudaka literally made them a hybrid of Rakshi and Taraga oh okay <laughs> that's perfectly normal for them well except I mean yes but at the same time are you telling well, we'll, me that their voices would age with them? Well, we'll they are about, part Taraga, yes, they would. Just like we'll, it did for the we'll, Taraga. We'll, we'll talk about this when it comes up in year whatever, 2010, I think? Nine? What, year, what year is the thing when the things with these guys happen? I think it's it doesn't oh. matter. Uh, it yeah, will when like it happens. But anyway. <laughs> that's not for a few more hundred episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Why do the Turaga sound old, anyway? You know, because it's the perceived notion that Turaga are old. So you've got the Matoran, which are babies, basically. Or young adolescents, let's call them that. You've got the Toa, which are supposed to be these rambunctious young adults who are strong and muscular and blah. And then you have the Turaga, and they're like, eh, screw it, get off our lawn. (laughs) <laughs> Get off my lawn, you crazy Maturin! Back foul creature. Oh, and one, more, yeah, one more thing I should mention. If it was uh, only a thousand years ago, you would have been vaporized by now. So, uh, Ga- and yet Ga- he defeated the Rahi Nui on his own. So, yep. uh, Gaki, the blue Rahaga with her incredibly hysterical old lady voice, 
Same voice actress as Rudaka. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, when you're masturbating to all the to all the sexy Rudaka skirts, stop. Hey now, stop. You just nope. gotta just just go think ahead. Nope. Stop nope. the sentence. Stop I've talking. Ruined. I've ruined. Nope. I've, ru- nope. I've ruined it. Nope. I've, I've ruined Boggles. You're welcome. Should I just cast it with sexy Rudaka porn? This show is can- can- this show is canceled. Oh. <laughs> Alright, stopping recording already. Click. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, so, so anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um yeah, Kogaki's translating notes on Kitongu, and uh, she thinks she hears a noise. Uh, but it's actually just Norik. Never mind. Um and but here's then it's actually, also Vakama. Well no, not quite, because here's something else that's in the book. Oh my not god, Heroini is such a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> It's <laughs> something that's in the book, but not in the movie. Uh, when when Gaaki's talking to Norik, um, I forget who says it to who, but one of them's like, oh, uh, that, that noise, it's probably just a glitch. And I'm thinking, uh, why do you have the word glitch in your vocabulary if you don't have computers? It's strange. Hmm. Oh, so what you're saying yeah. is... It's yeah, it was Norik say- telling that to Gaaki. I've got the whole thing up right now. What Sorry. you're saying is that Bionicle is that episode of Sea of Sherlock that took place in, in the Sherlock times. Sure. I don't I know what But now, is. this is something that I also like about the book versus the movie. This one did a better job just depicting Norik knowing yes. something's wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Because oh, so we kind of skipped over... Oh wait, we haven't skipped over it yet. Never mind. We haven't yeah, skipped over anything yet. The timeline is very confusing. So yeah, the, it definitely does a better Races job of showing Norik as, as being wise, because in the book version, he knows something's up. He knows Vakama's about, and he deliberately sends Garki away so that Norik can confront Vakama on his own. Whereas in the movie... In the movie he's just a little idiot. Yeah, in the movie, he just says to Garki, oh, go upstairs for no reason. And then he's like, huh, I think Vakama might be here. I love Vakama's lines in this part. Like, he's just like, oh, yeah. he's pulled a complete 180 with his oh, yeah. voice and everything. Like, I've got some bad news. He's gone full emo. Gawk, he's not going to find her brothers upstairs. What have you done with them? I'm British. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Yet. <laughs> then how would you be sure she's not going to fight? you got to do stuff before you can threaten me. I'm going me. to murder her in your sleep. <laughs> but you haven't yet. You're not very good at this, Vakama. Come back to us. I you're... just became Evo this morning. Yeah, you're Give not good at it. Don't quit your day job, which is being a not bad. I already quit my day job. No, you need to submit a two weeks, resigna- a two weeks notice. I walked out on the job. They can fire me if they want. You are fire! Yes. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> this has been roleplay with Squirt and Dosey. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, so now we get to the all, the all too famous pit, Matau makes a nest. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Swart, uh, that's your. Swart. It's your. It's you now. Yeah, Matt. All right, all right, all right, all right. Matt got bird. So, as we all know, they decided 
to stay outside of the Great Temple to defend it because, oh, I don't feel so good. Mm-hmm. Matau, for whatever reason, decided to build this. This being, of course, a nest. Are, are you showing us video? or are you I am sh- not. Okay, good. And when asked, what are you doing, he answers, that's the thing, I have no idea. I just have this urge to nest make. Oh. Oh, that, that's, that's not what we're doing that, that's, that's not the fucking, that's not the thing oh. I was going to get oh. to. That's the thing where, like, the, my note here is, like, in that same scene, Nokama mentions that she has some random urges. That's and, in response to the nest. Yeah, and yes. but, but Matt Matt asks like, if those and urges then, have anything to do with him. And then <laughs> this is like Matt I compared my note or like my note from the previous book is when like Matau hears Nokama through the door and it's actually a Vizorak. My last note there was like Matau loves Nokama, and my note mm-hmm. here is Matau really loves Nokama. Mm-hmm. So yes, she gestured at him saying, "I get them too." And then he says, these urges, they wouldn't involve me, would they? <laughs> what are you There's actually implying? a really good line that's earlier that's um, also, I think, a dirty joke that's mm-hmm. really easy not to notice. Um, well, not dirty, more like adult. So um, in the scene with Vakama where Rudak is like, oh, hey, uh, be evil, please. Mm, um, yeah. He goes... Uh, He's like, what's happening to me? And she says, you're becoming. And he's like, yes, but what? And I'm like, I see what you did there. Snake lady wants fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You're becoming a man, Vakama. (laughs) I guess you could say Vakama would be a beast in bed. I want your dick! <laughs> but he's only got a half of one. We established oh, yeah. this before. Yeah, but he's but he's got a really long half of one. He's called anyway. the Tower of Fire because he's hot. <laughs> okay, Rudaka only has half a vagina anyway. Yeah. What? So <laughs> I I'm not even sure I want to go down that conversation. <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't know where we're going. But I like where we're ending up. Where I'm we're going, we don't need here. vaginas where we're going. I just have to ask, how hard is it to get this podcast on the rails? Oh, it's very hard. I, I think the rails ran out a long time ago. We're freewheeling this. All right, yeah, play well, Crazy Train in the background. Now convert it into a MIDI and play that. Now convert it into a MIDI and play that in the background. And, and, and every time something stupid happens, it gets faster. <laughs> It's and over. And another, and another frame of sexy rocket and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're going now down we're the all, Now we're playing all of it with photos of your grandmother. Oh no. It's all getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, none of this is getting cut. This is all happening. Including the grandmothers. <laughs> so, um... Leave so, Gaki out of this. <laughs> The, the Toa realized that the Rahaga should have been back by now, and so they, they decided to, you know, forego their not going into the Great Temple urges, and decide to go into the Great Temple to see yeah, what's they up. Were, 
More specifically, Matau's just getting impatient as hell. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they start running up to it, and then they see, oh. Oh. It's on fire. Smoke. It's all burnt. Hmm. But what creature could possibly set a pl- building on fire? They ask, Gee, uh, they ask Nora where the comet. They, they ask the com- they ask Nora, like, oh, this is the comet, this is the comet here? And he's and like, what? Uh, yeah. No, he, no, no. Comment and asked, "I wish Vakama was here," and he said, "Yeah, he was. He was. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, look at it. Look at what he did. He burned the church. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, Vakama set fire to Notre Dame, huh? Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh God. Too Topical. soon. Sorry, far too soon. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad so, we saved as much as we did, though. Mm, that's true. Assassin's Creed Unity. Good for something after all. Anyway, uh, so no- Norik, you know, he, he's he's all back to normal mostly, uh, you know, minus his companions. But he's like, uh, hey, Toa, we actually did manage to translate a lot of the shit down there. Uh, it's something about like fo- following the falling tears to Kometru until they reach the sky, or something. Uh, something so, like that. yeah. They also kind of what that meant. But yeah. by the way, I, I want to bring up something else. I actually had a chance. You, you were there yesterday when we watched mm-hmm. the video, and I meticulously translated that tablet that Gaki was reading. Yep. And, and it, it basically did say, this. "Follow <laughs> tears," and to then Co-Metro. it says something like "Cometro," and I'm like, yep. "Oh, great!" So they literally, <laughs> if she had taken five more seconds to read "Cometro," they'd be like, "Oh." I don't. Yes, we could just go straight to Cometro. We don't have to actually follow the tears. I mean, they still don't know where in Cometro. Yeah, it is a rather large place, I admit. But you know what? It would have saved them a little time. I suppose. Um, but yeah, so so it, so in the book, they take a very roundabout way uh, to Cometro by going through Lemetro, um, which seems like it would be way out of their way, but. I guess they just do. And uh, and on their way there, they come across this chasm between Lemetru and Kometru, like the border. Now, normally, there's a chute going across here, uh, but since the city got fucking destroyed, there's no more chutes. And so they just try and clamber across a really precarious bridge made of, like, Vizrak webs or something. Uh, but the bridge falls, and they fall, and everybody falls into the ocean. But in the ocean, there's an underwater chute that works. Now... For the sake of the book, I like it. It's pretty dramatic, you know, they they go to this place and whatever. In terms of following the falling tears, though, how does this correlate exactly? You know, it would have been amazing if the tears were, like, blood red. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why it just said it that way, but at least it would make sense to follow the tears. If it was a different color than the, than the protodermis they're, fo- they're falling into. Yeah. I mean, this ain't Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, it's New York, New York pizza. <laughs> so yeah, so so somehow falling into the ocean into this random underwater chute that got burst at some point, that takes them all the way to the place in Kometru that they need to be at, and that's how the tears reach the sky. Is like they're except shooting the out movie, of the chute. Except in the movie when it's just this random ice mountain fortress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe the there was like a scene the book cut handled better. Yeah, 
Uh, also, yeah. in the movie, they take a different route. In the movie, they go up through Pometru and uh, Onimetru. I, w- I want to have... Well. I want that map of Metru Nui as an actual image. It's like, mm. that was a really cool scene with a really cool graphic. <laughs> it was. <laughs> These dramatic camera angles. Um, I'm in the scene with the karma in the time... Uh, in the temple. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, you're zooming in on his us. face and shaking around like... Yeah. I just just realized that this pacing, we might end up finishing the movie as we're done talking about it. Well, yeah, he's catching up to us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, uh, uh, oh, God, where are we? Oh, yeah, so, uh, Vakama, he's in the Colosseum. Rudaka uh, saying, hey, you're you're cool. Uh, Look at this throne. What don't you want to sit on that throne? Go ahead, touch it. Yeah, uh, touch the chair. Like, no, don't touch my chair. That's my chair. <laughs> except she... in the except in the book where he actually does touch it and he has a vision. Oh yeah, that was a thing that happened. Uh, Her line <laughs> delivery. Not just not just a vision either. He it it's like he takes on the mind of Makuta. It's very strange. <laughs> he's like yeah, he's it... referring to Makuta and himself at the same time. It's like Makuta left his imprint on the chair or something. Really weird. Makuta transferred it... Makuta transferred his essence to the chair. The chair is his You've new body. You've got to wonder if that's why way... Rudaka likes the chair so much, because she likes Can... having Makuta inside her. Her line wait, delivery, wait, when she wait, says, wait, kind of... touch the chair... Her line delivery, when she tells Makuta to touch the chair, it's like the sexiest thing ever. Go ahead. Touch, touch it. it. Touch it. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I need to point out something. We we mentioned this during the video yesterday, and we wanted to bring it up again. Does Sidorak always bring these, like, speakers shaped like his head everywhere, or did they make it on the fly? No. I love it, too, because later on, like, when he's introduced to the, when Vakama's introduced to the Horde, all the entrances of the Colosseum on the inside have just been replaced with giant Sidorak head gates. Yeah. <laughs> I like, so no, they have to I'm be just, bringing these things in, right? I'm just or just building that, them on the spot. No, I'm, okay, okay, so the set that that represents a Vizorak battle ram, I imagine they just have one of those, and it's just full of Sidorak head-shaped speakers. <laughs> it is like a trailer that they bring with them to, when they when they when they take over regions. They're all like It's like a traveling circus. Yeah, it's like a traveling <laughs> circus, but it's all speakers shaped. It's all novelty speakers. <laughs> and a giant tent shaped like his head. Also, I have to I, I just got back to the part where where Bakama got got his vision. Yeah. Did yeah. Rudaka know he had visions? I Man. don't know. Because she asked him, what did you see? Maybe she knew specifically about, like, the chair giving people visions. Not so much <laughs> I think, it is. I think it's... This is a very interesting chair! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want this chair! <laughs> it is a very desirable chair. And it has a swerp, or an S behind it. It's perfect for me. <laughs> Are you why sure you want the boots mentally it? penetrating you when you sit on it? Why does it have an S behind it? I never got that. Sidorak. Sidorak. Oh. No, it's S for spooky. 
No. I mean, Sidorak puts his face everywhere. He's going to put his initials no, I like to too. think that Makuna just special ordered this chair to just have the word spooky behind it. Spooky, scary spiders. I oh, want to yeah. say, at this point, the S really stands for swart. Okay, that's canon. Yep. Sure. You, you took over Metronui at I some want, point. I want... Hello. Whoever made this chair, I want you to put the name of a guy on it. Not me. Not, I must stress. It is an S name. It was begin with an S. But it is not me. It is It's Makuta's chair as well. It's not Sidorak's. He's just borrowing it. So, like, which, which when Makuta gets his it back, he's going to be like, isn't it dude, did you sign my chair? Isn't it technically Taragaduma's chair? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the thing. I think they brought the chair too. <laughs> <laughs> like, how long have they been in this city? <laughs> no, from no. our perspective, no. The Vizorak battle rad that they carry all the speakers in also had the chair on it. <laughs> okay, I love that idea. But in the book, it does explicitly say like this is the throne that Makuta sat on while he was in rule of Metronui. So, I mean. They, they clarified that this that the desires are Makuta's. Yeah. So Makuta's full name is Steve Makuta, and so <laughs> he decided the chair should have his name on it. Yes. And when he was I a Tarot, I am Makuta. Oh no! Yes. Of After- all that you see. I am Steve! Moving on. (laughs) Have we been talking about the chair for 20 minutes? Yes. (laughs) And in that time, the chair that we have about this book. So, Sidorak, thanks for karma for for kidnapping the Rahaga. Because that's the thing he does. It's a very important chair. We're done with the chair. Yes, and uh, and Sidorak's. (laughs) Yeah, so, so he's thinking the karma. You confused, Toa. We do not welcome your kind here. We oh. exterminate it. Oh fuck! We skipped all. We skipped all over that part. I thought it was the <laughs> fucking most hilarious shit in the world. Vakama shows up at the at the Coliseum, and mm-hmm. like Sidorak and the Vizorak are actually too confused to do anything. Like. <laughs> yeah. Like in the in the movie, he plays it off as all more serious and, and chill. But I, I was reading it in the book, and I was just thinking he was like, "Uh, Vakama, I think you're confused. What? Do, why are you? What? This yeah. isn't how. What? 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 What do? What do? And he replies back, "I am no simple Toa." That's not the question I asked. But okay, why are you here? I have brought you prisoners, okay? No, 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 he answers, to join you. Okay? And these guys. <laughs> oh, and Sidorak is- legit believes he's actually gone insane. He's just like, yeah. do, 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 you, you realize where you are, right? Like, I mean, we'll find this, we'll right find this out later on in, like, throwaway lore, but it wouldn't be the first time that they had an insane Toa Hordika with the Horde. But yeah, Sidorak is just so super confused, and I love it. Like throughout yeah. the whole throughout the whole book, it's just one big whole. Well, uh, I'm I'm very used to taking over uh, cities, but this mm-hmm. 
This is yeah, weird. he never really actually gets a cool moment in it either, and he does seem like a cool villain. Like he does, he, he does. Can, yeah. He can personally go toe to toe with pretty much like eighty percent of the villains we've seen so far. He's pretty cool in the books, but in the movie, it's just one big humiliation, humiliation after another. Or rather, by the way, one, one last point I want to bring up before we move on officially. Mm-hmm. There's a part where. Iruni talked to, to Vakama, said his name, and he said, that name means nothing to me. So... But that that wasn't Iruni, that was Bomonga. Well, in the, the book is, it was Iruni. It did <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The point is, what are you going to call yourself if that name means nothing anymore? <laughs> Probably just Tordika. He's going to call it's himself Raor XD. Say, "Come, my pet. Come, my love. Come, no, I, my." I think it was. I think it was just like a badly written line because he he said specifically Toa Vakama, and I don't think it was really conveyed very well that v- what Vakama probably meant was that the name Toa doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, yeah. even just saying brother would make something it would mean sense. That would also just saying brother. Yeah, no, but they I... already did that in Legends of Metro Nui with Nadiki. And they, and they do it later in this movie, too. So. <laughs> yeah, but the point no, is, that makes no, no, perfect no, no. sense! I, I talk to Star Wars fans, it makes sense. Sure. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's like poetry of I, I, I had to get past that. Yeah. It's, it's like oh. how people refer to Darth Vader as Darth, even though his proper <laughs> name is Vader. Who the hell does that? Stupid people. Sorry, Clearly. just to interrupt. Um, Te- technically, really only one. Gl- Sorry, go on. Good. No, I'm really S- liking Sidorak's voice actor. Like, oh, yeah. he's, he's just oh, like, yeah, no. hello. <laughs> <laughs> I am Big Dem. Vakama, <laughs> you're my son now. <laughs> that I was, re- was a compliment, Vakama. <laughs> when, when I read his lines in the movie, I was more. I, when I read his lines in the book, I was more imagining uh, Zorban from Dragon Ball Abridged. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Could you imagine if we got the the actor that played Goldar to be this? <laughs> I want yeah. Goldar to be Sidorak now. Hell yeah, Toa. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so sorry. So um, yeah. So Zidorex like. But Lord uh, Makuta, I need to call my girlfriend on the space phone. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so Rudaka's uh, tells Zidorex all, hey, you know, Vakame, he's cool. He can be the leader of the horde uh, because that's the thing you do, and I want him to do it instead, so that you're completely disposable. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, and okay. Zidorex- that sounds fair. Sidorak is just so distracted by the titties, he doesn't even stop to think how little sense it makes for him to do any of that. Guys, they took the time to animate one of the spiders brushing the floor with a tiny (laughs) little scrubbing brush. (laughs) I I know, that, and it's hilarious! It's hilarious! I love just in the middle of this epic scene recording Sidorak and Vakama, like, walking together. And he's yeah, and just there, right in the front, like, oh, I'll get to work, master. Why do no, they there's even a, there's think a it's funnier when uh, Sidorak okay, walks by? Two things. Faster. 
two things. Yeah. Two things. One, there's a gif of that in Recording General. And two, I love how stupid it is because it's drooling all over the place. Yeah. And it's, it's still cleaning the floor. It, it, yeah. It's like the Viserot cleaning the floors is just busy work for it to do because there are fucking literally spiderwebs everywhere. Why do they give a damn? <laughs> but, but I think Sidorak was all like, Oh, I don't actually give a damn if this place is clean, but... Like, what I want to know is, is it cleaning... Is it cleaning the floor because of its own incompetence, or is it cleaning the floor with its... No, it's cleaning the floor because of its own incontinence. Or is it cleaning the floor with its own drool? Like, is it using its drool as a cleaning solution? Because if so, ew... I am now imagining. Wait, what if he's not cleaning? What if he's just spreading venom everywhere to make it dirtier? (laughs) What? It doesn't eat Tide Pods, it ejects them. Anything anything that infiltrates the Colosseum just walks on the floor and instantly gets mutated because the floors are coated with Viserac venom. What if Viserac venom is actually. What if Viserac venom is actually a very potent cleaning cleaning agent? Like, uh. So are you saying Toa Hordika are actually just super clean? Yeah, <laughs> like okay, but like, what if, what if, uh, it, it's the it's the present in, in the cocoons that that it makes the Hordika venom deadly, and when you don't, when you're not encased in a cocoon, it's actually just fucking floor cleaner. No, the 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 Hordika aren't really clean. Hordika is what happens when you drink bleach. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, so, we, we got to move on. I know we're yeah. too late. Yep. Um. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so yeah, so the other Toa Hordika, they finally found Kitongu's resting place. And, yeah, and they're like, hey, Kitongu, you there? No. <gasps> Are you sure? No. <laughs> Hurry up, you yes. guys! Yes. It's amazing! No. Not. Not. Uh, <laughs> but, no, Kitongu is there, and he's a big boy. That's all you need to know, really. <laughs> He's no. also the fucking Buddha. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, just you, wait till you get, just you wait till you get to that bit in the movie. Oh. <laughs> He's big dumb Zenyatta. Yeah. Kitango <laughs> uh, um, Zenyatta skin when? <laughs> so anyway. Oh, uh, please. Yeah, the Torah are like, hey, turn us back to normal. And he says, no. No. Can you at least help us fight? No. No. Pretty please? Uh, okay, sure. Yes! <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, he, he uh, and I quote, can't start a battle on your behalf, Toa. Which is uh, not he, what they're even asking. No. But he does just help out in the battle anyway. So, I don't know. Sort I guess of. as long as someone else starts the fight, it's okay. <laughs> Except he doesn't he really help out in the battle until, like, the very last second when he squishes Sidorak. He literally yeah. does one thing. <laughs> he does, yeah. They hype him up to be this crazy badass, and then, like, they just throw him off a wall. Yeah, throughout I mean, the book chapters we've read, it seems like he's very strong, but has very, very low endurance. Like, he gets winded very easily. You know what? No, no. I, I can tell you exactly what he is. He is Saitama. The difference oh, okay. is... Instead of being completely and totally, like, apathetic to everything around you, he's just, like, seriously, yeah, he's overhyped, but not in that way. 
So basically, he's one punch man because anything that he gets near dies. But, but it takes he needs a long to get time to first. get to that point. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kitangu, Kitangu is like maybe more like to say he's a glass cannon. He gets winded very easily, but if you let him punch you, you're dead. Yeah, really. His weapon is literally masses spinning shields, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but he has no defense. Yeah. So why did he pick shields? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like if Captain America got shot every fucking time he fought. Yeah. Uh, they're metaphorical shields. They're metaphorical shields. You'll you'll see how they were being utilized in the movie. That would explain why they, he was shot, but... Then why call them shields, even? Technically, they didn't even use them as shields in the movie. It was a, it was part of his, like, arsenal. The, the, That's the, the way his powers work in canon is that the shield array absorbs any impact, and it's then released through his Rotuka spinner. Wait, yeah, so the way wait, he... wait, his, his shields absorb impact, he literally is Captain America. Yes. Yeah, but not yes. just not just that. They explain later why he was able to turn them back. Is his power is supposed to be, uh, according to the book at least, he can deflect any attack. So how the fuck is how is he a glass cannon that can deflect any attack? Uh, he can deflect any attack, but not if it hurts him. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible that he still had to... It, it could be a cause and effect. He might have still had to take the the um, rebound to, to mm. deflect it. Or he still had to take just, you know, the kickback. Maybe. And, I mean, you're on the side of a building and you're getting shot. I'm sorry, you're going to fall. You're not going to mm. double down. True. At least, sorry, I, not I, deflect. I, negate. It says negate oh, right. any attack. So, like, ah. not just deflect, completely cancel it out. Okay, then, yeah, no. That that made no sense. Yeah, so, yeah. okay, so it's like a Yu-Gi-Oh card that has zero defense points, but if it's in defense mode, it does cool shit. If they just Moving replace on. the word attack with, like, mutation or something, he can negate any mutation. There you go, the fixed. Negate any poison, even. Yeah. There you are. Moving that, on. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, so... Back to, yeah, Kitongu's actual introduction. Um... Yeah, he no. just has to help them. Sure. <laughs> uh, and now we get into... Oh, well, basically straight into the climax of the movie. So, um... Hell yeah, yeah go shit. Yeah, so all the Toa are strutting their stuff straight into the Coliseum. Vikama's just been hanging out there, I guess. Uh, I think in the book it says, like, he's really anxious waiting for everyone to arrive because he just knows that they're going to arrive, I guess? Uh. I, I kind of want a five-hour montage just seeing what Vikama's been doing waiting. <laughs> yeah, just twiddling his thumbs, you know. I imagine playing poker with some Visorok, that'd be funny. <laughs> I want to see that! <laughs> I want to see that! Oh, why wasn't that the post-credits scene? <laughs> and uh, then out of nowhere, in comes the Toa. Yeah, then, yeah. So the Toa, they, they, they walk on in. Uh, Make they... no mistake, by the way, this movie did have a post-credits scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, oh, yeah, it did actually. Yeah, yeah. it did. More but screaming. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, imagine so, if every imagine if every MCU movie instead of having, instead of instead of just had Thor screaming. If, if every single MCU movie, the end credit scene was just Thor screaming. That would certainly be very in, that would certainly make for a very interesting end credit scene for for Iron Man. Like, holy shit, was that Thor? Why is he screaming? And then but that, but for every movie, everyone would start to get confused, like, wait, why is he screaming in every movie? It's not the same scream. They re-record it every time. Hold on, the police are coming. They they don't like my joke about Thor screaming. Oh dear. Thor is, Thor is a good boy and he needs to be protected. With the help of the visuals from the movie, I, I now realize Kitongu took the absolute least if like efficient direction of attack he possibly could. Like, scaling a thousand foot wall. Yeah. <laughs> just with his bare hands. I mean, how else Why? is he going to get up there? The oh, are you stairs? actually at the climax now? Sort of started the climax. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah Kitongu's been climbing that wall, and he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, like, I, I feel like Kitongu's been climbing that wall ever since we started. <laughs> I feel like I'm climbing the wall every day, and just, just like and just down. like and just like Kitongu, I'm just gonna fall down, and then Satan's gonna come inspect my body, and I'm gonna punch him. Yeah, you punch Satan. That's the way to live. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so so um, Makama is just like, yeah. hey, you must now bow down and pledge your allegiance to me! And, 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 and to the Vizorak. Vizorak King! Oh yeah, to the Vizorak and the Vizorak King. That's what it says <laughs> Yeah. But in the movie, he's just like, pledge allegiance to me, and to Sidorak. But also yeah. me. Yeah. Also, I, nobody else has a, even met Sidorak up to this point, apart from Vakama. So, right? Pledge your allegiance to this guy you don't know! Yeah. Never! In fact, actually, I don't think they've... They haven't met Rudaka, either. No. Oh. <laughs> That is a, that is a don't interact all with they've anyone. known has been the Viserac. That's all they've ever yeah. had to deal with. Not meeting Rudaka is a fate worse than death. Hmm. I suppose so. Imagine going through your whole life without knowing Bionicles could have tits. <laughs> the internet would let you know. You wouldn't need to wait long. But I anyway. you know, I made, this, I made this observation yesterday. I'm going to say it again. I'm sorry. Mm. Everybody's saying that Rudaka has tits. The movie flat chested her, okay? Yeah. Yeah, the, uh... He still gave her a breastplate, at In fact, least. No, no, no. You know what it really is? She basically took a couple of Rockchi's heads and made a metal bikini out of it. That's what she did. <laughs> Although, I mean, since that's one, since pretty her, fucking cool. Since her power is, uh, turning, turning people into Rockchi's, uh, she's basically... She's basically wearing the heads of her enemies to hold her tits. Also, can we appreciate for a moment in this uh, that scene where they enter the Colosseum that um, the, in the movie the cod pieces aren't actually attached to the Tomahordeka. In the put this on screen if you can catch it, but mm-hmm. the scene where Wenua is yelling at Vakama, you can just see it floating there, perfectly oh. separated from his body. <laughs> I guess I'll get a screenshot of that. <laughs> Speaking um, of. Uh, Vakama's codpiece is just enormous. Yeah, it looks like he has fucking balls dangling there. 
Well, look, he's been hanging around Rodaka a lot. He had to, he had to look no! impressive. No! Oh my god! <laughs> given, given Mattel and Nokama's, and no, given Mattel and Nokama's conversation about, about, about sexual uh, urges, they probably do have balls now. I mean, they are, just got partially, they are part Rocky now, and I think they're going to yeah. have to grow something out of it. Oh, you're you're at the climax too now, uh, Levi. You yeah, pretty much just got thing. absolutely nuked, just destroyed. <laughs> yeah, so now, yep. see, in the shoots. movie, in the movie, like, v- fucking Sidorak just sort of fumbles around yeah, until so I'm actually the thing. I'm really loving Sidorak, actually. I love, but, um... I love n- not necessarily like effective villains. They just you can tell they're trying, you know. <laughs> but in, yeah. in they're the just mo- not quite good enough. That's the, that's my favorite the, kind of villain. I'm really liking book, him. In the book, Rudaka is the only one that does anything here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and Sidorak she even points it out. Sidorak tries. shoots a laser at Kitangu, and I think he either misses or he's not effective at all. And then, and then Rudaka who we find out a few minutes later isn't even trying, just shoots a laser, her own purple laser at him, and fucking nukes him, yeah. Yeah, but in the movie, or in the book, it was just Rudaka. Sidorak didn't do anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sidorak's... By the way, I find it hilarious that Sidorak's like, what is that? As, as what Kitongu's is that? Line, I guess it's Kitongu. Fucking Kitongu doesn't exist. Well, I guess you're wrong about that. Yeah, I'll go take care of him. And he's just immediately stopped. Yeah. We find out later that he has definitely met other members of Kitango's species before. Uh, I um, I choose to believe that he is in denial that this is Kitango. That could be any Kitango. Oh, Kitango's a myth! I exterminated all of him! Oh, crap! Uh, I, uh, what do you mean? I gotta go deal with him, my sexy, my sexy waifu. Uh, Shit! I'm loving Sidorak. He's great. He's great. By the Finish way, him. What are you oh, doing? You're not there. <laughs> but I, I can't defeat him myself. I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Love that line delivery by Rudaka. Yeah, oh she's... my god. And then he just fucking dies. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> so his last words, and his last words are, Taka? <laughs> you know, yeah. I actually do have this written down from the book. I love the paragraph after she says, I know. I'm going to quote it for okay. word for word. I love it as well, yeah, it's very good. It was then, even as she disappeared among the pillars of Protodermis, that Sidorak finally knew. She had engineered it all. Her blasts had been calculated to wound the Kitaku, but not to kill, leaving Sidorak at the mercy of a maddened Rahi. And why? Because there was another way for Rodaka to take control of the Horde, one much faster and easier than a marriage of convenience. The death of the king. So good. Oh, by the way, uh, so I was having a Twitter conversation about whether marriage is canon bionicle. There you go. There you go. Marriage, for some reason, is canon bionicle, but according to Greg, love isn't. So, marriage is canon. You have 90 minutes to go over the geopolitical convenience of marriage. (laughs) They just, they used a 
Kitongu as a fucking wrecking ball. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> Kitongu is fucking brutal at this scene. He's great. But, um, just just anyway. the slow rise behind Sidorak as yeah. he's just realizing. By the way, I need to clarify something. Um, mm-hmm. So, in the instance where they brought Jaller back to life, it yeah. was explained that they were able to bring him back because the mask basically contained a portion of him in, you know, and that allowed them to basically re-engineer him. Yeah. Yeah. When Greg was asked, could the same have happened to some other beings, he said possibly, and this is explained much later on how it's done, but Sidorak is not one of them because of this very scene. Sidorak mm-hmm. can never be revived. Wait. Because he just got crushed. Because yes. he was that brutally crushed. Kitongu smashed him so bad that they can't put him back together. Exactly. <laughs> and it's literally Lego. Yes. Yeah. He is Kitongu that Kitongu smashed him so hard. He's the only from... person strong enough to step on Lego and it hurts the Lego. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to phrase that very carefully because some of it is future plotline. I had yeah. to be very careful how I phrase that. <laughs> no, yeah. no, uh, re- no. This is a resurrection machine, but not for Sidorak. Yeah. Point is, Sidorak is, is perma dead. This yes, is literally yeah. tearing up your RPG sheet and burning it. <laughs> you can never use him again. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, I need to clarify one thing that was done better in the book at this point mm-hmm. is yeah. the fact that hundreds of Viserok just saw this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the movie, it's... they ju- in the movie, Vikama tells them to go away. They're free now, and they just go with it. In the book, it, it, it's very clearly explained that they don't they don't like wh- how Rudaka achieved power. No, I actually, mm-hmm. I I actually really loved this. I um, it. There's a line in it that we've completely takes... skipped over. We've, I'm sorry, but we've completely skipped over Vakama coming back. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. we're not there yet. No, we're not. We're there talking yet. about when the Vizorok were left, were freed. I, I'm just, I'm just saying that particular oh, yeah, part yeah. was right here at this moment. Yeah, the, the bit about Rudaka is here. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. yes, no, Matau and Vakama. Yeah. So anyway. that's how when the other when the other Hordika were in were doing the thing they were ju- they were just like okay Matau's gone now bye where yeah. are you we're going we're I don't know or and use our weapon to fly <laughs> yeah. wind fly wind fly we can do so, that now yes yeah so earlier on in the book uh, in like the last episode or whatever they they did this thing where they grabbed onto their Rutuka spinners with their tools to like elementally charge them. But for some reason, in this scene and this scene alone, instead of doing that, when they grab onto the Rotuka spinners with their tools, they just fly with the spinners. Yeah, it's like Thor's hammer. The, re- the way Thor flies is uh, yeah. he spins his hammer real fast, and then he grabs onto it, well, and then he throws it, but he grabs onto it again, and that somehow makes him fly. <laughs> well, I mean, he's grabbing onto the strap and being pulled by it. Yeah, that doesn't make it... That... that how? It's really dumb. If but... you throw something and then you grab it in the air, it stops. Oh yeah, I, I, I like the line, You want it down, you got down. 
yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, Matao, he's flying up. He grabs Vakama on the way. Uh, yeets him straight up to the atrium uh, on the top of the Colosseum. And um, yeah, and then they have a little, a little heart to heart, and also a fist to face because <laughs> they don't like each yeah, other. I was going to say much, that's right? one way to put it. It's yeah, very, this is a very good fight scene. Uh, yeah, so the, I have in my notes here. Suddenly, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> also, when the Toa Hordika enter the Coliseum, they suddenly realize they have shotgun arms. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that was a thing. I I actually referenced that yesterday. I was trying to do the Ghostbusters reference when they were tossing out. Because that's exactly what it was. It's like you got your stick, holding it. And I also want to point out that when Vakama, like, launches Matau off the fucking building, he goes flying out into space, and yet somehow catches the building in the next camera cut. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And of course, the building, you see in the exact next cut, that the camera, or the building, is... It goes up on a descending angle, so it's like angled upwards as you get higher. So yep. he would have been further away from the building when he got launched off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the logistics of the scene don't really work that well. <laughs> like, yeah. I wish I could explain very quickly what architecture is, but... <laughs> Uh, and I mean, also, I... this this scene again, body parts everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. body parts yeah. everywhere. Everywhere, all over the place. Ev- all over the place. It's like <laughs> it's like Bionicle heroes up in this bitch. <laughs> also, oh. Matau is getting his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Uh, so yeah, but Matau is absolutely on the losing side of this battle. Uh, partly because Vakama's really given into his Odika side, so he's just going savage. Um. And yeah, eventually, uh, Vikama has Matau on the ropes, it, you know, almost literally, in that he's hanging off the edge of the building. And then Matau like, apologizes, and then, yeah. then Vikama's all like, oh wait, I'm a dick! Yeah, I, I forgot I was supposed to be a good guy. Thanks for reminding me. You know, I think we just kind of breeze past how... It, okay, so in the book, Vikama did a whole bunch of shit that led to this horrible situation they're in. He mm-hmm. fucked up a lot, and then they got Hordika did it. He yep. did nothing in the movie. It literally nothing in the movie. They got ambushed out of nowhere as soon as they set foot in the city. He did nothing wrong. And... No, no, it's even funnier because he says, "Come on, we've got the Mator to go rescue." Two <laughs> seconds later, one step, and he gets immediately shot. <laughs> yeah, yep. but like all of the, but like Mato is still mad as hell at him, and like most of the other ones, I think, are mad at him. They don't really get a lot of characterization. Like, we we followed you, and you got us captured. And this, and it's like you literally didn't even step foot into the city yet. Like yep. he got, like he does, like he just makes one bad decision after another in the book that leads them to the plot. But in the movie, he literally does nothing, and, and it bad happen, and they get mad at him. Yeah. So yeah, it, like, it, in the so movie, like, it's kind of the reverse. It's like they all get mad at him, so then he storms off and goes to be a bad guy. Whereas in the yeah. book, it's like he's already doing bad stuff, and that's so, why they hate uh, him. Basically, Matt Tao apologizes to him for. Being an asshole. In yeah, the and then Matau says, "Brother, help me." And Vakama says, "Long live the king." <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, of... no. It, 
It's actually no. We're not than... going on the Lion King tangent. Go the king away. He's dead. Long live the king. The history of monarchies it, it, uh, apparently are canon to Bionicle. There is no way in hell that phrase would exist in Bionicle unless the British monarchy was canon to Bonkles. <laughs> sure. Or she just invented it. Yeah. Could be I that. Get, okay. So, anyway. I, sure. I, I'm sorry. I'm getting sick and tired of 2005. We gotta finish this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we gotta get to the we gotta get to the good part of 2005. Come on. Yes. Okay. I, I will say though, it's yes, funny. Yes, Josie. Come on. <laughs> the, I have I literally the... one note about this movie, and I have yet to be able to read it. All right, we will get there. I will yes. say the book did a hell of a better job right now of trying to show the internal struggle the comics going through. Yes. Yeah, Which is like, absolutely. at some point, he's ready to kill Matau, and he's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. that's not right. Why would killing Matau help the Matoran? Yep. He's got the little angels on his shoulders of, you know, the the, the, the good right. little angel, Likan, and the bad one, Rudaka. And he's having an internal conflict, and it's real cool. Also, I love this part where Matau keeps talking, and he just says, Matsui, why won't you just shut up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we're all thinking, I'm sure. Not, about the podcast yeah, the right now. What like I this. think about every Josie every like time we record this. Oh God. Matt and Nui, shut the hell up. <laughs> what was that, Levi? You're the funny one here. I said, Josie, shut the hell up. Every single kid's universe like this has their own version of Oh My God for no reason whatsoever other than the writers just want to be that tiny bit edgy. Yeah. It's, or it's, like, it's just oh, a different Matanui. universe. I mean, oh, Celestia. Oh, like, there's always Aslan. Some... Yeah, they don't want to reference. They don't want to reference God in in a movie, so they'll just reference God instead. Real talk. Am I the only one that read the Chronicles of Narnia? I love the no. Chron- I love the Fascist Chronicles Mike. Narnia. I have actually read That's the books. I have actually read books other than Lion, the Wish, and the Wardrobe. I don't remember a single damn thing about any of them, including the titles. Hmm. Very good. Okay. Anyway, so uh, so the the battle, the main battle is wrapping up now. Um, Vikram and Matau, uh, they made their way down somehow. Yeah, they, they, they never really explained. They, they they bungee jumped oh, yeah. in the middle of a fucking war zone. Well, yeah, they, they bungee jumped and then they like bungeed back up. They, so I guess imagine, they that's what up. a bungee imagine, technically does, Curtis. <laughs> imagine yeah. you're fucking fighting a war and then two guys just bungee jump in the middle of, of it. <laughs> Look, like, I I imagine what they ended up doing is probably firing Rotuka down and using it to kind of propel them back safely to the ground. It's the only answer I can come up with, because Bakama was there to do it in the book. So he knew how to do the same thing. Mm. So as long as they're following it and they're just kind of dragging it so that it aims its trajectory, I'm not saying it's easy, but they could have also just climbed down webs. The the possibilities are endless. Or given how the movie portrays it, they could have just cut the bungee rope when they were two inches off the ground. You know, or here's the last part. Bakama currently has control over all over the Visorok. He could have just grabbed Matau by the by the neck, dragged him past all the Visorok in the Coliseum and said, don't worry, he's with me. Yeah. And just gone down the elevator. <laughs> How was he going to do that if he was falling? The bungee cord! He, he went back up! 
Yeah, that's because they couldn't control that. He can he could just scream, "Hey, bitches! Your god, your guy is falling. Fix so, it." So bungee cords don't actually bounce back up quite as high as the point where you jumped off. So did he like did did they bounce down to the ground, back up again, and then like get off at a lower floor? I mean, no, no, yeah, no, no, never, no, it was never explicitly shown how much higher they went back up. Viserac, Viserac webs are just more elastic than uh, bungee cords. Oh yeah, they're you so know, elastic, they break the laws of physics. Yes. <laughs> a lot of this would have been solved had they tried to leave a moral gray area of will Vakama save Matau or not, and then cut to the Toa getting decimated a little bit, and then in comes Matau being boot-kicked over to the floor, and Vakama's just standing there. For a split second, when you said moral gray area, I thought you were about to say moral gray area of bungee cord elasticity. If only they anyway, were morally gray, whether the bungee cord was stretchy enough. <laughs> I am done with the movie. Okay. I, I, oh. We're I'm not. getting tired of this. We need to kill Rudaka. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so they all so, so they all kiss and make up and they shoot Waraka and it turns out that's a bad thing. Yes, yeah, this the Kama tells all the Viserac to go away. Um, yeah, this this scene that's has two order. of the greatest lines in mm. the entire fucking books, at least so far. I, yeah. I laughed far too hard at all right, who quick launched the tickle spinners? <laughs> <laughs> and um, when. Vakama tells all the uh, Viserat that they're free. Um, there's a really good line that, in my opinion, takes the Viserat just through this line from being your regular, like, average sort of robotic horde type. Who is fucking around? Who is? I'm sorry. Into... Who's fucking around with like a lighter or something? Oh, that was me earlier. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, it takes it takes them from just this generic Borg-style horde into, like... It gives them a little bit of character. Yeah. Uh, yeah after the, book, the after the death of their king, who's been their king for so long. it's a, it, The line is, Ordinarily, even the orders of their commander could not make them turn on their leader, but too many of them had seen Rudaka lure Sidorak to his death, and betrayal could not must not be rewarded with loyalty. And I love that, because, like, loyalty is supposed to be their whole thing, just mm -hmm. undying loyalty to the leader, no matter what. And since but, Sidorak's the one that put Vakama in charge... Yeah, I think but this shows that they actually, even though they feared him, they actually had some... some... amount of true integrity. loyalty to Sidorak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As incoherent as, to, as this whole year has been, I think the Viserac, as a, as a villain, as a villain army, have all been characterized very well. Like every line. Okay, seriously, okay. what what is that background noise? What's going on? Oh, oh, that's my dog scratching the sofa. Sorry. Uh, I Saraya. love your dog. What's his name? Uh, she's a very good girl. She's called Soraya. Hooray! I also have a girl. Her name is Dacia. I live in an apartment. Do you have a boy called Vu? No. And no, that's I don't next one. No, Why that's not? her middle name. We just call her Deja Vu when we're mad at her. Wow. I Liam, see. Liam, you should get a dog. Yeah. 
In so fact, my, so my poor little Deja is currently outside barking at whatever moves right now. Anyway, so they all shoot Rudaka, and it turns out Rudaka has a dildo, has a magic dildo she made out of her out of her god boyfriend. And that... yeah, the movie the movie makes this weird. So like at the start of the movie, it shows her scratching like mm-hmm. a piece off of uh, the Lakota's prison. Yeah. Yeah. Prison, if yeah. she can just do that with her bare nails, couldn't she free him within like a so, few hours, just scratching away? The book specifically mentioned that and pointed out that she had actually injured herself doing that. Yeah, like like uh, doing that much was really, enough to be painful, right? Because because mm. in the movie she just saunters off like it's not nothing, just nobody. Yeah. Right. Also, in the books, it's made explicitly clear that. The chunk of the prison that she has in her tits the whole the whole movie is is the Makuta stone from from the sand puppet from the hand puppet yeah. sand circle tails. Yeah. But yeah. in the movie it looks more like a dildo. I should also sure. clarify when when uh, Greg was asked questions about Rudaka the first time back in early two thousand five, he wouldn't answer very much, only that quote she had a really cool rock. And that's all he said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, it, 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 it makes her apparently immune to elemental energies because the Toa shoot her, and that's why Maddox says, okay, who fired the Tickle Spinner? Because she just starts laughing. She, like, five Toa just shot just mm. shot discs at her, and, and she's like, haha, I wanted you to do that. I figured she was just that powerful. Like I, I personally yeah. always envision it like either, yeah, either one, the essence of Makuta was protecting her, or two, um, maybe her race is just immune to certain. I mean, especially levels. with what we read coming up, like um, with between her and the uh, Dark and the shadowed one. Yeah, like, that she just seems to have. A shitload of random powers. Just oh, yeah. whatever they thought upon that day, they'd give her. I, I, totally. I, I can see seem outside of like her character whatsoever for her to just be able to tank that. Yeah, like, it's she possible has... she's just immune to Rotuka powers. That could be another possibility. And there is um, there is a line the... from Sidorak. Sidorak she... explains why he wants her lands. Like the people from her lands are supposed to have some special power that's yeah. not explained yet, I Well, think. one but... of them is uh, that Rudaka could just mutate people by herself. Like, she doesn't even need... Like, the Visorok have to have to cocoon you into a thing and mutate you. Uh, she can just do it. Yeah. Right. Sidorak yeah. doesn't seem to be able to do that, so that's It's not impressive. something that you could just cure like a poison. It's literally just... I even get the impression that she's just straight up a student of Makuta. Like, I, she's some of the magic that she's shown using does remind me of the shit that he can do. I, think, I mean, yeah, I it, think, it literally says at some point she has like shadow beams or whatever. Yeah, I think the book said that she that she that she got her power. She didn't have shadow powers until she hung out with Makuta, and now she does. So that purple laser mm. she shoots at Kitanga that nearly kills him. Yeah, that, that, that was Makuta power. That's Makuta power. I'm inclined and to believe. I'm inclined to believe that the that that when she shot with the elemental Radukas, it's that it's it's the it's the magic rock that's protecting her because she's glowing with red energy and the rock is glowing red and the rock is already red. 
Yeah, right. that's true. Mm. Anyway, can we get out of this book? Yes, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, Akama so shoots the last like... Rotoka at her. Uh, the, the stone absorbs all the elemental power, frees Makota, and kills Rodaka. Josie, stop interrupting people. Yeah, anyway. And then the movie's basically over. Kitongo heals everyone. Uh, even Except though the they Rahaga probably for some reason, even though they've been searching yeah. for him for literally thousands of years. Uh, they don't uh, really. Maybe care. later. Wink. They're cool. They don't really care anymore. Yeah. Uh, sure. Whatever. They, they've made peace with the beast within, or whatever it was they said. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not Hordika. But they, it's the same thing that happened to them. So you know. There's um, okay. I'll let it go for now, but just yeah, know I could have gone into a four-minute rant about that one alone. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. Okay. So the the Toa they lo- they load all the Matoran into the airships that they made over the course of the last book, and um, yeah, and then they just they just go. Uh, turns out Makuta's gone. Well, I guess we'll see him again soon. Uh, but at least those the aftershocks from those earthquakes made the tunnels bigger, so we can get the airships up now. Uh, I hate coincidences like that. Yeah. You can tell Greg just got to this point in the book. Uh, and it's out of Metronui. Uh, aftershocks. Big tunnels. It was a bioquake, guys. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. And now it's, time to, it's now it's time for Boba Fett a Star Wars story. Yep. Guys who used to work for Satan, and then they got turned into goblins. Yep. <laughs> that that's kind of what happened. They. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so, sorry. What I'm are you going on about? <laughs> I am extremely uh, tired right now. <laughs> chapter fifty, I think, is what we're going on today. Yes. Yes. Chapter fifty. Uh, this is the bit where it goes into the the Toahaga's backstory. Uh. It's just a recap of the stuff that was shown in the comics, so we don't actually need to talk about it much, but... Uh, actually, yeah. well, this is technically Lacan and uh, Nadiki right here. Yeah, oh, no, no, that's chapter 51. Yeah, no, we're in chapter 50. No, chapter 50 is the recap of the Rahaga stuff. Chapter 51 is Birth of a Dark Hunter. Well, I don't have any notes I'm about reading that the, one. I'm, re- I'm reading the complete edition, are you? Yeah, Same. I don't have Same. any of the Haga shit in here. I, nope. I read the Haga shit, and, and uh, I agree that it's superfluous, because uh, we already saw it in the comics, but I was actually referring to Nadiki when I said Boba Fett. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, this anyways, is, well, and this I also want to point stuff. out, And I also want to point out from this story that this is the first proof we get that tree speak is a lay metro dialect only. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> because Nadiki doesn't speak it, and he's from another land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, we got some backstory on, uh, Toa Nidiki, who was formerly, yeah. uh, Toa that worked with Leekmon, who was afraid oh of spiders. Yep. He really hates insects. I sure really hope hates, that isn't foreshadowing really to a cruel twist insects. of fate. He really hates yeah. insects? Uh, glad I never had to be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Lakan and Nidiki are literally Thor and Loki. <laughs> That's their entire dynamic, uh, right down to the color schemes. So, so yep. Yeah, so anyway, the mafia showed up, and uh, uh, yeah. and, uh, and uh, so the, apparently this, so this apparently Greg's one of Greg's favorite characters. 
Uh, one of my favorite characters too. So we Doesn't agree on that. Doesn't have a design, surprisingly. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Lariska, of course. Oh. Yeah. 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 Lariska is, is one... a very. Hmm. How can I best put this? Lariska is one of those characters that I think, when Greg was presented with the idea of not having to base it on a set or anything like that, he could just go to town. Yeah. There's no I reason for it. But there was but no did. reason that Lariska couldn't have a set. Oh, absolutely. Lariska hmm. could have been easily a set. Oh, yeah. If yeah. they would just name one after mm-hmm. her. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Who is Lariska? Why she's a Dark Hunter. Because this is the, the Dark Hunter Metronui War. That's a thing that happened. Yep, yep. the Mafia is moving into town and Zuma's all mm-hmm. like, No! And the mafia's mm-hmm. all fuck Look, you. See, you, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, like, Die, potato. We'll, we'll, not today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no. Basically, the dark hunters moved in and said, "Hey, we'll protect you. You're gonna have to pay, but we'll protect you." And they're like, "We got Toa." Yep. So the much. dark hunters start killing all the Toa, and one escapes and brings back an entire bloody army of them. Yeah, and yep. uh, Nidiki is all like, you know, fuck this shit. He decides to just betray yep. all of Metronui and side with the Dark Hunters, and uh, Leekon doesn't fall for it. <laughs> Leekon yep. double betrayed. Mm. Or so like, he, he, he like, oh, you you did, you, you betrayed us? Well, guess what? We knew you were going to betray us, so we surrounded your army with an army of our own. It's like, oh, you're yeah. surrounded. Yeah. We're surrounded. No, you're car. surrounded. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah. Well, I do. You were going to betray me. For Lee some reason, I sound like this, card. even though I'm not. You may I'm know everything I'm going, going to do, but I know everything you're going to do. Strange, what? isn't it? <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't even know what that reference to. <laughs> it's from the Sonic OVA. Why do I sound like a spider guy when I'm not a spider guy yet? <laughs> I always oh, yeah. imagine that Nadiki's Toa voice is basically the same as the voice Matau gave him when he shapeshifted into him. Ah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, Nadiki and the rest of the Dark Hunters get deported because suddenly we have a lot more Toa. Yep. Nadiki is exiled from Etchanui. He is mm-hmm. not allowed to be here. Yep. Yep. So we gotta go, and because uh, you're not allowed, because uh, I guess they have that law in reality where uh, you can't you can't uh, exile someone to having no country. So I guess he just lives with the Dark Hunters now. Yeah, gotta go live with the mafia. Yeah, and um, uh, the Shadow One hates him. <laughs> the mafia don't trust yeah. him for shit. Yeah, the mafia yeah. Don is all like, yeah, I. Uh, we don't typically hire people who betray their, all of their friends. They, uh, I, I'm only having you here because it's the law that we can't, you can't, go, go hang out with a dumb guy. Yeah, the, the Shattered One is really, uh, he's really up on that honor among thieves stuff. Uh, yeah. Nadiki, not so much. Yeah, so, uh, like, he punishes Nadiki by basically making him a teacher and he has to mm-hmm. tutor this one big dumb idiot 
who is like the worst mafia mafioso ever. Oh, I fucking also- love Cracker. He's just, he's just like, I love him. He's just like, me like Shadow Lord. <laughs> me do him things. No, in fact, I got, I got to read that what, what uh, Nidiki starts saying. It's like, Cracker, you just woke up every Toa for Kios around. A Toa fire has just spotted your team, and you're about to be the guest of honor at a Dark Hunter Bake. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, smash him? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's up there. You're down here. He's not up there. Did you run away? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Cracker yeah. uh, was always portrayed as pretty dumb, but in this story especially, he's just extremely <laughs> stupid. Yeah, so eventually the sh- eventually Nidigi gets gets just bored teaching this dumb idiot, mm-hmm. and it's all like, Shadowed One, send me on a mission, please, so I can prove myself and not, not be bored. And the Shadowed yeah. One's all like, well, I could send you on this really valuable mission to foreshadow uh, the next year storyline, but I'm gonna send you on this mission and also make you bring along your dumb guy that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, Nadiki, Nadiki, like he's got, he's super bored. He wants to go on the mission, but he doesn't want to go on the mission with Krekka. Mm-hmm. So did the Shadow One send them on the mission with Krekka? And now they're buddy cops. Yay! (laughs) This can't possibly be as important a mission as he probably thinks it is, because Mm -hmm. the Shadow One is sending him with Krekka, like, as punishment. Just like, uh, so uh, this is a pretty low-priority mission. I can can totally burn it to to put my insubordinate... Yeah, this is literally just the Shadow One saying, hey, go babysit Krekka for a bit. Hey, go babysit Krekka. Go uh, uh, steal me some of the some uh, uh, the guns from the next year's storyline. Oh no, sure. you can't call them guns. They're launchers. This is a kids' show. Yeah, no one knows what they launch yet. Bullets. <laughs> Marbles. I'm just imagining also, like a slingshot now, but you just put bullets in it. So now they are headed towards the location. Mm-hmm. And Nitiki's like, so what is the plan? Tell me the plan again. Um, oh. Uh, we get there. I keep quiet and try to look scary. When we find the spot, I smash open the gate. You go inside. I stay outside. Why? <laughs> because you said so. Because you said so. <laughs> yeah, so the Shadow One specifically told Krekka not to let not, not to let Nitiki out of his sight, because mm-hmm. It He's turns out, plot twist, Krekka is the one babysitting Nidiki. <laughs> right. More to the point, I, I need to point out something here. Despite being a, a dirty traitor, he still sticks to the Toa code. No one gets hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he wants- he's perfectly fine with stealing, he's perfectly fine with betraying, but hurting somebody... It's because he oh. still, at this point, wants to be a hero. Like, yeah. he's, he yeah. states yeah. that. He wants, he wants to go to, back and become a tower again. He, he wants, wants to get to out of that mafia life. He wants to ditch the Dark Hunters and go to another island that has never heard of him and just pretend to be hero for a bit. Uh, and, uh, so, but, yeah, he still sucks at it. He, he okay. steals three of the guns. He Can tries I just point to out before bury... he gets to the spot? He tries before to Before bury... he gets to the spot, I just want to say, uh, when they're infiltrating the, the place, they're climbing up the wall, and Nadiki says, Cracker, 
can't you fly? And Quicker's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it's, uh, I like how specifically it uh, explains like how he's climbing up the wall as well. Like He's yeah. just so ridiculously strong. He just inserts his fingers like it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. How does one forget that they can... How does also, one forget the ability to fly? When you're Cracker. I love this part. If I pushed him right off this cliff, no one would ever know. <laughs> Implying that Cracker would forget he can fly again, and then fall to his death. <laughs> and I would too, except the Shadow One said I'm responsible for his well-being. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Nadiki's trying to steal these, uh, well, he's, he's trying to steal one of the launches, you know, uh, keep yeah. it for himself for later. Yeah, and, he's, um, uh, he's actually going to steal all three of them, but he's burying oh, right, two yeah. of them in the ground. Because apparently uh, the floor of this building is dirt. Sure. I guess. Uh, and, but anyway, uh, Krekka Krekka catches them in the axe. Krekka yeah. catches them and is all like, why are you doing that? He wanted all three. And then Nadiki's all like, no, I, I, thought, I thought I would just take two of them. And then Krekka's all like, no, I am responsible for your well-being. Shadowed One says no. <laughs> Literally. He's so, I, I love innocent villains who, like, don't know what they're doing. They're just doing it out of loyalty for someone. That's... Yeah. It's like Krekka could be just stomping his foot, causing a bioquake. Out of nowhere, just as a temper tantrum, and it's like, why are you even doing that? Yeah, so <laughs> eventually, so eventually, Nadiki stops, and it's just like, okay, fine, you can have all three yeah. of the guns. But, but just ends because up... you asked so nicely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Krek ends up telling the Shattered One anyway, um, you know, because that's what he was told to do. And uh, then Rudaka shows to... up! Yeah, and then Rudaka shows up, for some reason. Uh, looking to work with the Dark Hunters on something. And Nadiki calls her ugly! Yep. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, by what metric are you judging that, exactly? Yeah, I just I also love, I also love that Lariska is sitting here saying, yeah, I wouldn't go near her. He's trouble. Yeah. And, like, then, and then Nadiki goes near her, calls her ugly, and then she's all like, "Meet me by the, meet me at the place, and I'll, I'll do the thing." And then he meets her by the place to do the thing, and she shoots her uh, new new thing at her, at him, and that's why he's a big bug man. Yep. Because uh, she basically was all like, "Okay, so Nadiki wanted to leave, and she had a way out, and and he asked her, hey, can you?'" kidnap me and then he's like and she's all like oh yeah sure and then it turns out and then she went and then she told the shadow one and it was like oh he's trying to betray us again god damn it okay fine I'll do whatever it is that you want that you're here for for some reason just uh, just, uh can you kill him Crush or something can you kill him or something yeah I can do something and then she does it and then I apparently she wants Dark Hunter training, but not to actually be a Dark Hunter, whatever the yeah. fuck any of that means. I, don't I guess know. it's like she wants her PhD in bounty hunting, but not to be a bounty hunter. Well, I mean, she's trained under Makuta, assumably, so like, I think she's just collecting power at this point. Yeah, yeah. So. Except, except uh, she specifically says she wants the training. Which, it, it's like yeah. going... She wants the training, like, but she doesn't actually want to be a dark hunter. Yeah, it's like... like um, it's, 
Like, I'm here to do this stuff, I'm here to learn how you do things, but at the same time, I'm my own independent Brutaka. It's like going Earlier to college. during the... Sorry, go on. It's like going to college to collect doctorates for careers you have no interest in. Hmm. You just want to collect... You just want to collect education. Earlier during the uh, betrayal bit... Um, Which one? When... Um, Oh, what's his name? Um, the DK? Yeah, when the DK meets the female Dark Hunter. Lariska, yeah. Um, yeah. She's shown to have, like, maybe not specifically invisibility, maybe just blending in with shadows and shit, but I the assume that's ninja. the kind of power that uh, Ninjas. Rudaka is after. Like, yep. she's she's got raw strength. I think she wants I mean, the skill to back that up. They already established very quickly, and especially in this story, that Lariska basically had even better stealth training than the Mask of Stealth. Oh, uh, that's the one oh, that yeah. Nidiki wears, by the way. We forgot to mention that. Yeah, Nidiki yeah. wears the Mask of Stealth, which did not get a set until a couple of years later. Although, technically, the set that was released for Toei Rumi was meant to be Nidiki at some point. And well, then yeah, and likewise, Toa Noric set was supposed to be Toa Duma. But Lego stepped in and was like, hey, the Toa are supposed to be the good guys. We don't want there to be sets of Toa that are bad guys, because that'll confuse the children, as if all this lore isn't going to confuse the children. Yeah. Yes, Especially- we, should never put a- we should never put out a canister set alongside heroes that are villains. When we get there, we're going to be even more confused than we are now. Yep. Uh, Moving on. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so so yeah, Nidiki gets mutated, and uh, and that's how he ended up being a bad guy forever. Because nobody yep. wants to work with him now that he's ugly. Yep, yep, yep. And now we're finally on to the good shit! Actually, technically, technically there is another chapter, chapter 51... Oh. But we can skip this one theoretically, because... What are you yeah. talking about? Tentacles. 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 Well, why would we That's a cool little thing. Yeah. Tentacles. Anyway, it, in in my version it was chapter 52, so I guess the book got updated okay. at some point, but anyway. Tentacles. Um, yeah, so, uh, of course Bionicle needed a tentacle scene with the 500-year-old lollies. <laughs> of course it did. Okay, so the more... I hear about these tentacles, the less I think I actually read this. What, what are we talking about? So this so, is... I, I'll, I'll actually explain this because yeah. I actually held the contest. Uh, back in, I want to say 2006, early 2006, uh, BC Power and BSL1 teamed up to do A Thousand Years Untold, which was basically uh, what is the story that happened at the midpoint of the thousand years between Metronui and Matanui. Specifically for uh, three locations, which was, of course, the island of Matanui, which is what this story is, the city of Metronui, and next year's major location. Oh, I remember we what we're talking later. about now. Yes. Mm. So this is, uh, Tentacles is what happened on Matanui. And, fun fact, I actually know all three writers... And have met at least two of them in person and went to one of their weddings. This one, in fact. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, can you remind us who wrote Tentacles? Uh, Turukai, number one lava surfer. 
Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. So what this is she, is she's really awesome. Can we get into it already? <laughs> so yeah, this is essentially a backstory for that one uh, Rahi monster that Gali fought at some point. Uh, some big squid thing. Basically, uh, the Garmatoran are having a little rowing uh, festivity. Because they like rowing their boats. Uh, and then it? they get attacked they're by a big squid. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get attacked by a big squid. And everyone's panicking and not knowing what to do. One, One of them... the mascot knocks off. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember any of the Garmatoran in this, by the way. Uh, I just know that they were a Garmatoran. I can't remember uh, which, who Maku did what. Maku's there. Yeah, Maku's yeah. there. So is Marka and Marka. Amaya, Marka's I think. Uh, I think Amaya was there. Uh, Kai yeah, was there. there. Here, I've got the whole thing pulled up. So Amaya, Maku, Marka, Kai. Um, there's got to be at least another one in there somewhere. Yeah, it's probably like... Uh, Kimberly. Uh, <laughs> no, those were the only four. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, I well, it's it's canon now. There is a Gavatorian named Kimberly. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, basically that's it. Like they're they're fighting off the squid. One of them uh, decides to wrap ropes around its tentacles or something, and, and nearly drowns. And the other safer. And that's it. Yep. And Dragovacama's yeah. like. Okama. Will it ever be back? Let's hope not. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's never seen is. again. Yeah. Well, except uh, for that time that I guess well, it's seen again. Well, yeah. It's never seen again in reading order. So. Right. Yeah, not, yeah. not in the future here, but in the past, yes. In the past future? Yes. In the future past. Meanwhile, in the now. Or yeah. in the past... <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, in the now flashback, because this is still technically a flashback. Um, the best book in all of Bionicle, as far as I know! Finally, Time Trap. Time Trap! Yes. I'm, I still don't find Time Trap to be my favorite. I no. hate very good, you but it's not my favorite. so much! I, I don't understand why you're making it Oh, it's such a big deal! Like I like I like Maze of Shadows right. and Voyage of Fear more. Okay, your OC uh, I'll, I'll, is based around the Mask of Time. I'm going to say this only once. This is the book, in my opinion, that showed me that Greg, when he puts his mind to it, can actually give a shit. Yes. More to point, it is also the first time in Bionicle history that I am aware of. That they didn't have to focus on selling us a toy. And that's what made mm-hmm. the story work. Yep. Yeah. May not be the, the only char- example, but this is the first example that I'm aware of. Yep. None of the characters in none of the characters introduced in Time Trap were made into individual toys. They were sold there the, there were limited edition uh, sets of the limited edition. It was just combiners. Yeah. Yeah, they're all combiners. Much. So technically, they are trying to sell you on the set, but they are trying to sell you. On they're the not set. trying to advertise a new wave. It's not like we introduced next year's exactly. villain in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we uh, we introduced uh, next year's gimmick uh, in uh, the pre- in the chapter with the Diki. This one, no, not a, not not a tie-in, not a toy. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Why are we yeah, trying no. to do some accent there? I don't I, know, Liam. Shut the fuck up, you fucking. Why'd you fucking make me? Don't think time travel is the best one. Don't make me get a, a hammer. Dick. <laughs> I anyway. would love to eat a dick, Liam. Anyway, time travel. You just have a couple. I wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, apparently Vakama never told the Toa about the, the best book for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I guess they just didn't ask how he got the Bask of Time back from the ocean he dropped it in. Well, they, they, they say, like, um, he says that he just found it. Like, it was no big deal. So, Alright, well, yeah. 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 So, uh... Which- I mean, technically, was the case. There was just a whole lot of extra stuff in there, also. Yeah. So the tower are on their way back to the to the new island, and uh, mm-hmm. the Kama says, "I have to go back for the mask of time that I dropped in the ocean." Yep. And, and uh, they're all, and the other ones. It's either Anoa or Matau. I forget. They're all uh, like, it's "Why? Why would Why would you want to go back? Did you forget your favorite Kanoka disc?" Te- technically, the Vahi was that. Yes. Hmm. Um, and he's just oh, yeah. like, you're oh, yeah, I just want to quickly say, um, they they specifically say on the uh, on the airships they have one thousand silver Matoran spheres, the whole population. It says, so they are confirmation yep. that, that there were only one thousand Matoran. Good, except they don't have all one thousand because nine hundred ninety nine. There's still one left. It's literally well, that one scene from Rayman 2 where the pirate guy eats that one lum. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so anyway, Vakama, uh, Vakama dives, into the, dives into the ocean, and the book says it's a perfect dive. Why is a toe of fire know how to do a perfect dive? Why did yeah. he even dive? Couldn't they have just, like, brought the airships down to sea level? You know, here's the next question you have to Here's a real question you have to ask. You were just in a city <clears throat> full of mass making. Why did you go back for a mask of water breathing? Yeah. Yeah, that would have made. Wait, wait you have masks of water breathing on the airships because you brought them up to the island to give to the Toa of Mata yeah, later. So, as uh, as stupid as this kind of as stupid as the setup for this scene is, I do think that it is probably the most epic conclusion to. Uh, Looking for masks as a as a plot, MacGuffin, ever that we have a Toa of Fire searching for the Mask of Time in the middle of the ocean. That's that's a pretty <laughs> epic. That's a pretty epic thing. Yeah, yeah who could imagine a Toa of Fire ever living in a water environment? I'd never yeah. seen that. Wait, yeah, like uh, the, like the whole the whole previous couple of years have been about looking for masks and. Uh, this is probably the ultimate conclusion of that, basically, because, like, mm-hmm. it's like, I need to find the best mask, and I need to do it in the opposite of my element, and I am alone, and all my friends are gone. And yeah. also, it's broken! Time is broken! Yeah, we uh, haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, no, we no, haven't because... gotten to time being broken Because I need to talk yes. like a bird. <laughs> yes. It's okay, yes, though, yes, go, because go, go, time go. is broken, so... <laughs> we can address it in any order. So yeah, oh, yeah. Nuju just starts speaking bird now. Yeah. <laughs> Completely out of nowhere. Even though he never nowhere. took the time to learn and has yeah. never expressed an interest in it like he exactly. has at all we... times called it dumb. Yes, we've only ever seen him expressing disdain for learning the bird language. And now he just is speaking it. 
Probably while they were loading up the, all the Matoran spheres on the ships. Koalas uh, uh, probably taught him how to, how to bird. How simple is the bird language that you can learn it in a few hours? Well, I mean, cons- technically, you could just, you know, fake it like I've just been doing the last five seconds. Well, considering how many Matoran... Well, Ooh. considering that uh, Nuju had uh, Matoran just taught how to bird... So, that, that's, I have to clarify that. Um, Matoro actually isn't taught the language, he already knew the language. How the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is something that was established as canon. Matoro, for whatever reason, in Coke Metru, was just studying ancient languages, and one of them happened to be the bird language. And he didn't forget it when he was in the For pod. some reason, he doesn't forget this. <laughs> and Nu and is just like... It's, it's like it's how... It's duty person- and destiny, guys. The, 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 the personalities of these Matoran have never really changed. So Takua always wants to leave. And, like, everybody else is, like, you know, doing their own thing. I, I would not be surprised to find out that uh, Huki was also just kicking a bunch of rocks around. When he was just carving, okay? I would not be surprised if that's all he did when he was in Kometru. The point is, Matoro didn't somehow forget how to speak languages. So I take it that at no point did Nuju ever communicate with any of the Matoran advice, and then one day he just he was just muttering to himself, and he noticed Matoro understood. He was like, You, you're my assistant now. It's like <laughs> Don't tell together. anyone I don't yeah. tell anyone. Don't tell anyone how to speak bird. It's like, don't teach anybody how to speak. You will interpret it for me. <laughs> uh, do I really have to? Only yes. until you die. <laughs> Only until you die. Only until you die, and then I will replace. And you. that will be for a very long time. You will die for a very long time. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, anyway, speaking of time, <laughs> now we get into the bit where time is broken. Because time Vakama, is broken. Yep, Vakama finds the Vahi and it's cracked and it's sending out time pulses or something that are yeah. slowing down and speeding up time in the immediate area. Um, <sighs> Obligatory wibbly wobbly joke. It's just the yeah. best the best thing ever. Vakama is underwater repairing time with lasers. Yeah. So he like focuses I mean... his power into a concentrated laser to weld the crack in the mask shut. That's really oh cool. my god! It's just the best thing ever! You know what's even funnier if you think about it? He just sits there and thinks to himself because he's a mask, mask, mask maker. He's just like, you know, this doesn't make any sense. If the mask is damaged, it should never work at all. Even yeah. the tiniest crack wrecks a mask. Instead, it's just pouring out its power over like, What? He just puts it down to well, it's it's doing mask shit. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very time. yeah. So uh, the mask of time and uh, similar masks we'll see in the future uh, work differently than other masks. The mask of time itself is time. It isn't just a thing that that controls time. It is time. It's so, an infinity right. stone. So if the mask is broke, so if the mask is broken, so if the mask of time is broken, time is broken. Time is literally broken. I am not joking when I say time is broken. Yeah. It is broken. 
And that is why the timeline in 2005 is so fucked up. So, yeah, I mean, somehow the timeline worked before the mask was forged, but as soon as it was forged, now suddenly the entire existence of time is tied to it. Okay, so it's basically like time always existed, whether or not it had a shape, and then Vakama gave it a shape. And, uh, I mean, now it's fucked. I, I kind of like the idea of referring to it as an Infinity Stone, because that kind of makes sense. Yep. The concept of time existing in a, in a physical item. Yep. I mean, yeah. you could argue that this mask has always existed in, the, in terms of, like, quantum tunneling. It's, it's yep. just a universal force. It always has. It, it, it existed in some form, in some fashion... Since the dawn of this, like, universe existing. Yep, and uh, that's... And that it doesn't matter with... if it didn't physically exist, it just does. That goes along mm-hmm. with my theory and of... And the universe uh... is a consequence of it existing. Yeah. Yep, and so that goes along with my theory that uh, the reason Vakama has visions is because he has used the mask of time... He uses the mask of time more often than any other character in canon, and therefore has always used the Mask of Time. Yeah, I love how he just uses it arbitrarily right after he repairs it. Yeah. Yeah. Right Right after he says the line, no Toa should command this power. Yeah, and then he's about to get eaten by a fish monster or something. So then he just just slams it over his mask, which is the other thing. Slamming the Vahi over your mask. That's apparently how you have to use the mask. It needs a buffer. Except with Tahu. Except for Tahu. Yeah. You know, can't just put that shit straight on your face, it'll, bur- it'll melt your face off. <laughs> Tahu is a Toa Nuva. He might be able to resist the power of it a little more. But, uh, yeah, Plus, so... he's already had a chance to use, like, what, nine different masks at that point? Hmm. But yeah, so I've said it multiple times by now across multiple episodes. I think the reason Vakama has visions is because... He, he used the Mask of Time at one point more often than anyone else ever will or have, so he will have always used the body, and therefore always Mask Time. I mean, he was the creator of it. Good English yeah, there, Josie. That, that probably helps. <laughs> Liam, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about time travel. There's no way to use English correctly with time. We don't the have point time is... Vakama, Vakama will use the Mask of Time at some point in his life, therefore he has always have had used it. Yeah. So, and anyway. He, and that's why he's had visions all of his life. The end. Yeah, well, so, no, anyway. not the end, because we have more awesome book. He fixes the mask, and he, he starts climbing his way out, uh, up and out uh, along the Great Barrier, uh, when he gets suddenly accosted by somebody who knocks him out and takes the mask. He doesn't know who exactly. Uh, and then he just falls into the sea and presumably dies. Um, and then he wakes up. Help me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But before he wakes up, before we find out what happened to him, uh, first we have to go see um, the shadowed one, who's being around. Uh, and he's like, "Hey, Loresca, uh, I'm gonna go out for some groceries. Can you look after the kids?" <laughs> Loresca just uh... kind of winces and goes, "I remember the last time I looked over the kids." Yeah, <laughs> I really like how apparently Lariska has like ADHD or something, and is like all always constantly moving. But yeah, she Shadow one is all like Shadow one is all like, and I want you to talk to me, and I want you to not do gymnastics. 
Mm-hmm. And I want Just you to sit do this. still. Oh my god, I can't tell what the fuck you're saying. Stop <laughs> drinking it's, coffee. It's, and it's fucking great. And yeah. uh, he also tells her to like go cut off Triglax's arm or something. Yeah. Don't know who Triglax is yet. No, he right. he tells. Uh, she asks if. Uh, she asks if he wants his arm cut off as part of the punishment, and he's like, "No, uh, no we've cut off enough oh, yeah. arms today." Oh yeah, that yeah. there—that's uh, a reference to Star Wars Episode Three, which released that year, in which many hands got cut off. Yeah, that's nice. a reference to Episode we... Three, not Matt and fucking Vakama. There were look, there was a lot of references to, to Episode Three. There were many <laughs> there references to the Star Wars movie that came out that year. Yes. Anyway, I need to I need to bring this up real fast. When he, he's just sitting there, she's just doing somersaults and all in the air, and slicing off the heads of mannequins. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute! I thought you preferred live targets. <laughs> I love I the answer. Is I ran out of them. They're all stacked yep. outside. <laughs> also, you're back to the unexpected. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Were well, you unable to carry out the mission? Well, you know better than that." And then she just sits there and looks, and it's like, "So reporting, the Toa dead, Traga fled, the payment in the vault, all of it, all of it, <laughs> all of it." <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, Lariska has a robot arm. That presumably this happened sometime after the whole Nadiki incident because it wasn't mentioned there. Yeah, presumably hers was one of the arms that got ripped off this year. I guess so. <laughs> or it, just just, uh, it does actually mention what happened. Uh, she tried stealing from him. Yeah, oh, I just realized yeah, there right. is an error in this that I need to report to... Uh... Oh? Yeah, you know... Yeah. There is... Uh, sorry. On the, com- on the line where she's just like... Um, what is it? Where she's saying, I've learned my lessons. There is no closing uh, quote. Oh dear. Rip. Okay, well, tell Owen oh, he fucked up. Book ruined. Book's book over. ruined. Time no trap. Book. Time <laughs> trap, no longer the best book ever. Uh, Web of Shadows is now the best book ever. Oh god. <laughs> yep. We're living I'm just in the reporting dark- an error. We're living in the darkest timeline, friends! So, oh, yeah, anyway. You know that thing, um, you know that thing Nidiki wanted to do with the launcher? Oh yeah, yeah. That that's why she got her arm cut off. Like oh, yeah. she was gonna do the same thing. That was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Presumably she, presumably she found some of the launchers from two years in the future, and was all like, well, "I have no idea how to shoot these things, but I want one." Crocker saving Nadiki's ass there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah. So back Mariska to Makama, and he's Mariska having the big dream. Uh, yeah, so Vakama's having the baby dream, except as the alternate universe baby dream where Nuri got to be the big boy. Yeah. <laughs> and he thinks that he thinks that this is real and something caused by the mask of time. He thinks, oh god, did the mask of time rewind reality so that I'm a baby again? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I it can know, do I didn't that. even know that mask could do that. It probably <laughs> it probably can. It's just no one who who's ever used it has been able to do that. Yeah. Because it, it, uh, it, it takes a lot of energy. Makuta mm-hmm. could probably do it, but... Nah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, Vikama's no. like, 
oh god, I gotta figure out what's going on. Uh, and so he just completely, like, abandons his job. The Vaki don't chase him. Can I just ask one question? Mm -hmm. yeah. So, the original book, did it spell Jaller like the renamed version? Uh, it spelled it J-A-L-L-E-R, yeah. Okay, so this yeah, has been yeah. edited to match the original naming. Okay. Yeah, Owen, yes. Owen changed I, it. I needed um, to double check that because I didn't... My memory might be flaking, and I did not want a Mandela effect. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Le yeah apparently, Lego did. Apparently, Lego did not want to risk uh, another lawsuit in the name of continuity. No, no I understand. Also, please yeah. do not put up that that meme. Please do not put up that meme. Put it up. That. Put it up. Put up the meme. <laughs> I don't even know, you know what, what meme we're talking about. How Clarny Nelson Mandela will bring oh, back yep. my article. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I love that meme. But anyway, yeah, uh, um, uh, it started in mass posting, and I'm not proud of it. Levi, yeah, because wasn't Levi. didn't the guy almost get banned from his school because it was posted in mass posting? Uh, he got suspended for it. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. The dangers wait. of posting somebody else like that on the internet. Yeah. Okay, so first off, one, I'm gonna need you to get me the entire slideshow of that presentation. I couldn't, even if I wanted to. I am sad now. Anyway, uh, Levi, uh, you can't watch the, you can't watch this uh, podcast until uh, next year because the Bionicle in that presentation is from next year. Oh, uh, like it even matters. <laughs> Josie, it's a blurry picture. I've already seen it. No. I was about to say, you don't even know the context of what that character is. Yeah, and yeah, it's a blurry like, picture anyway, so it's not going to give anything away. No, it's Iron Man! Obviously the roller skates are the most important thing in continuity. It's Shadow the Hedgehog, we're moving on. Yes, anyway, so, um... Yeah, so, so Vakama's going... Dead. Uh, well, hang on, we're not get, not quite there yet. Uh, Vakama first goes far. to Nuju. He, he first goes to Nuju, um... And Nuju's like, uh, hey, stop bothering me. Oh, wait, you're that Vakama guy who put this thing on my mask. Hey, good you, job on that. You're the guy who glued, who glued this eyepiece onto my mask. Thank you. Yeah, he goes and he's like, hey, Nuju, I sent some right. juju. Yeah. I need, uh, <laughs> yeah. Tell me, do, so, do, are, there any, are there any prophecies? Yes. So I, I love this. Can be more specific? I love this. He, he put together a list of things... He's just like, this is all of the things that we know that is happening. Number one, no more Boozwak is still alive. When I know for a fact, we destroyed it. Number two, Lacan is now a Turaga. Cool. He's supposed to be dead. Number three, the city is somehow undamaged. There's no bioquake, which by the way, it says earthquake in the book. I'm just translating. Okay. The Baki are still functioning and the Matoran are still working. Four, Turaga Duma is running the city. But is it really Duma? Or is it Maguda? Thinking and five, Nuri is a Toa Fire. Yeah. Now we can so, move on to Nuju, I'm sorry. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Vikama's going to Nuju and he's like, Hey, Nuju, uh, do you know anything about what's going on? And Nuju's like, No, shut up, I'm just trying to do my work. You know, looking at stars all day. And, uh, well, do any of the stars say anything about the Mask of Time? And then he's all like, Yes! There are lots no, of things like, about the Mask of Time. It's like, wait, you finished it? Where is it? Oh, uh, I don't know. Ominous. <laughs> mm. 
Vakama yeah. doesn't know what the fuck is going on with this nightmare he's living in, but he at least has the force, the forethought to know not to tell people where the Mask of Time is because well, at this point he doesn't, he doesn't know. know. He yeah. doesn't know. He knows he doesn't have it, and he's not letting on to that. He's he's uh, he's letting people know he made it. But uh, uh, I hit it somewhere. I don't even know where it is. Uh, but I, I do like how you know Nuju spends like five seconds talking to Vakama, and immediately the Vaki are like busting through the door, like get back to work. Um, and then Nuju's all like, "No, please! This guy, this dumbass interrupted this me. I was working. Me. I'm a good boy." Now Zap. that's what I call racism. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, so Vakama's like, right, okay, let's try asking someone else who's smart. Uh, Nakama, y you're cool. Uh, but Nakama's being told off by Toa Vizola, who's like, stop uh, doing what you're doing. I forget and what she was the, doing. And now yeah. the Sundari just... has become the Yandari. It's like, all research <laughs> and experiments to... must be approved by a Toa. You know that's the law oh, now. Yeah. She was specifically doing experiments into how to turn the Torrent into Toa. Yeah, uh, which is extremely illegal, because apparently in this version of Metronui, they don't want any more Toa. They have enough, and they don't want any more than that. Yeah, they have uh, some serious gun control problems here. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, apparently, like, Oniwa got probed, and now he's walking around as a vegetable. And Matau's oh, freaking dead. Matau's freaking dead, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Vakama doesn't know that, so he's so he's all like talking about uh, talking to the other former Tolemetru, and Vakama's all like, "Don't joke about that. You know what happened to Matau." And then he's Too all like, soon. "What?" And then yeah. she's all like, "Yeah, Matau fucking died." Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that, including me, who doesn't know who Matau even is. I yeah. like to think Makuta Nui couldn't make a realistic copy of Matau, like, just one that's annoying enough to be believable. <laughs> so yeah. he just said, fuck it, I'll just make some excuse. So, yeah, he's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah so spo so spoilers, uh, my Makuta is behind it all. Well, yeah, uh, but yeah. hang on. So, uh, when Vakama's talking to Nokama, the way they interact, it, like, it implies that those two before they turned it yeah, they vape. Are you gonna talk, other. Curtis? <laughs> he cut uh, out. It's oh no, is it Curtis's I internet again? I swear to God. Again. I swear to God. This one. If we have lost, if, if if we lose this, then all is lost. So Liam, uh, if if you're gonna be such a dicky poo poo. Well, you have a dinky oh, Curtis is typing. Hello. Curtis is back. Hello. Hooray! Yes. Liam doesn't have to be in charge! Because I hate him! God. The internet's back, and it didn't take five hours. Uh, Good. Did also, anything happen? Yeah, Craig, no. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, Just ask so, for non-existent uh, sex life, that's it. Yeah, Levi has <laughs> no sex in the world. I mean, we can fix that. Hell yeah! Get, <laughs> hell yeah! Beaver House Orgy! Oh uh, boy! I'll, I'm just not in, that into beavers. Okay, ga <laughs> gather friends orgy then. So uh, anyway, yeah. Beaver, uh, beaver House is the name of the YouTube so channel. So we last left off. Yeah, Nokama mm -hmm. and Vakama. What were you saying about the two? 
Oh yeah, I was saying like the the way they interact in this uh, whole scene, it implies that they have some history with each other, like they knew each other before they turned into Toa. But the way they were introduced in two thousand four, it was like they never met before at all. So I'm just wondering how much history did they actually have, and how much of this is just Makuta's tricks. I choose no. to headcanon that Pakama knew shit was wrong as soon as Nogama started talking about this crap, and he didn't, ju- and he didn't only figure it out when he made some bullshit up about hide and seek. Hmm. Right. Like lose and seek. Like oh yeah, lose show- seek. As soon as Pakama starts talking to Pakama, and she's all like, "Oh hi, you! I remember you from all the times we played games together." And he's all like, "Wait, what?" Okay, none of this is real. Like, hey, remember that game? We great have segregation us. here. This My permissibility is, is broken. Hey, remember when we just did that thing by the thing over there with that thing? Oh yeah, I remember that. I'm but sure that you didn't do. happen. Mean, meanwhile, in the reality. Oh yeah, the shadowed one and Centrac are tailing these guys, and. uh and, and they see real confused t- about what's happening. Yeah, they see a Toa. Why is that? <laughs> yeah. So they see Vakama, and the book doesn't say what they're seeing at the time. And you're not going to spoil it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am just going to say they're confused as shit by what they're seeing. Like, okay, so clearly, so clearly, he's being mind wide, mind fucked somehow, and what's what's happening here is he's not insane and this is happening. What's happening like, is confusing as shit and it's just hilarious. <laughs> it's just hilarious. They're just like, what the fuck is he tripping on? Like, the yeah. Shadow One is, is one of the most badass characters that's ever had five lines dedicated to him. And, <laughs> like, just the just reading his, his total befuddlement is just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go to the Great Temple. Oh yeah, and... yeah. Uh, oh, so quickly before we get there, um, so yeah, the, the Shadow One and Centrax actually like you know proper introduction to Metronui in this scene. Uh, they're, they're traveling through one of the uh, the Great Gates in the Great Barrier, and um, apparently Makuta ordered all of these gates to be closed, but Krekka just broke straight through one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I imagine when he's flying, he would be pretty much a wrecking ball. So, <laughs> and the he's probably been ordered poor, not poor to po- not to fly. Yeah. That's probably why he didn't remember he could fly. He's just not done it in so long. Shadow <laughs> yeah. finds a mask of a mask of speed on the ground. Is mm-hmm. all like, ha ha, Toa died. Uh, Fuck him. Yeah. Or her. Did they specify what color the mask was? Nope. Just nope. that it was a mask of um, a uh, Kakama. Well, then statistically, it's pro- well, statistically, it's probably a male. Well, I guess. But we can dream. Bionicle uh, is very gender-segregated, and I'd like to just assume that all Toa are female all the time, forever now. Hmm. Shadow One does actually tell Setrak, though, uh, only his mask was left behind, implying it was a he. But the Shadow One would have no way of knowing that, so... No, nope, right. the Shadow One's a female now. Shadow One's woman. The Shadow <laughs> okay. One is not a female. I'm sorry. Nope, the we're doing it. The Shadow Woman. Yep, the Shadow Woman. <laughs> yep, we're doing it. Sure. Comic, comic Girl now, too. Uh, fan artists, get on that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you draw that third leg. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what, I wonder if we'll ever get a female Makuta. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Vikama and Nokama are assassins creeding their way into the temple. Because apparently they know this, uh, this underground pipe bit. I don't know. So uh, no, what what it is is Vakama used this exact oh, yeah, tunnel yeah. to get into the Great Temple during the scene earlier yeah, when in he, the when movie. He the Rahaga. When he went after yeah. the Rahaga, and in fact, he even said he's not proud of this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm That's not proud. Funny. I'm not proud at the time when I played Five Nights at Fridays with the Rahaga. So yeah, I that... totally see that happening. <laughs> Liam, moving on. Yeah, so we're once again... three hours in again. It's well, we're almost trap. done, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. Here. Once again, they're looking for tablets in the Great Temple because that's where all the knowledge is. And uh, and they find some that uh, are about the Mask of Time. And so, because Nokama, you know, because it's not real Nokama, uh, she learns something from this scene, so... Presumably, these tablets are a real thing and not part of the illusion. And so uh, they just are here in the real world. You know, that makes me wonder. Did Makuta just go to the process of cleaning this all up? Just yeah. for the illusion? Kinda, yeah. I imagine he went through a lot of prep time. He had a lot of prep time. He's like, I'm going to take the karma, I'm going to resuscitate his wounds, I'm going to feed him soup, I am going to clean up. Uh, Metronui, all nice and pretty, and then I'm going to... Yeah. What, what is the next step of my plan? I'm he wanted to... him to find the Mask of Time for him. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes, by the way. in my head. I... Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, Nidiki. I'm very glad that you stopped screaming long enough to tell me what the next step of my plan was. Meanwhile, Voparak, a name that was listed on a tablet... Yes. With a picture. Yeah, Voporak. Not to be confused with Roporak, which is one of the breeds of Vizorak. Or Votorak, which is the Bionicle of War. Vortorak, I mean. Uh, uh, I thought Votorak was another Vizorak. Okay, so the Rakshi of Hunger was act- has the word Vor in its name. Oh, Vorak, yeah. Yeah, yeah Vorak. That's what it is. Okay. I hate these well. names! <laughs> There's a lot of act names. No, Uh, Liam! We are going to have a a nice 5,000 hour long podcast. Yeah, we're only halfway through. The point is, Vakama senses. He thinks he knows what's wrong. Yes. Time, the truth was revealed. And so they go to the the cave of many many squishies. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of which is a face hugger that. Gives Vakama a vision about Krakua, whatever that is. Uh, uh, fan designed Toa. Yeah, he's a thing that exists now. Yeah, uh, I'm not entirely sure why Krakua specifically is uh, is the guy that Vakama sees, but okay. Oh no, it makes no sense because yeah. they held a contest to create this character. And they created the character. Yeah. Yep. And Lego's like, hey, we're going to do a building contest. Build this character. So Krakua is now officially canon because they created the name of him and the powers and gave him a mask and said, here you go. Now build it. I really like it. 
Mm-hmm. It's stupid, it's, but I really like it. I've never had a problem with Krakua, but we're mm. not going there. Oh no, I love mm. Krakua. I love it. And yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. so Vakama is brought. So Vakama is awakened uh, from his vision into his other vision that he's in by yeah. uh, Taraga Lecon, and Vaka- and Lecon is all like, "Vakama, are you all right?" And then Vakama's all like, "Are you dead?" And then Lecon's all like, "Of course not." And then Vakama's all like, "Then I'm far from all right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rude. Yeah, you can't so, uh, just say that. Like, are you but, are you alive? Then I'm not all right. By the <laughs> way, we we glossed over a, a very interesting plot point in the meeting with Krakua. I'm sorry, we kind of did. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, let's go uh, for it. The the first is that before if you fail, I will never exist. You must be prepared to fail, though. Okay. Huh. Second. Six heroes will one day be called upon to make a perilous journey into the darkest place you can imagine. They will brave the lightning, and they will walk through the fire. They will stare into the eyes of evil, and if they waver even once, they will die. And you, Vakama, you will bear the most terrible burden of all. You will have to send them out there and not do a thing about it. And knowing you can do nothing to help them, but wait, yeah. no. And also, there will be rap music. Yeah. Also, I just realized why I suddenly ran out of notes. Uh, that's because at this point in the book, I stopped reading it as a book and started listening to it using a text-to-speech app on my phone. Oh, uh, God! <laughs> why? What? Be- because I had a very long car journey, and I needed something to keep me occupied. Why couldn't you read? Because I get car sick. Oh, I'll accept that answer. Okay. So yeah, I listened to the rest of the book uh, that way and couldn't take notes. So okay, I'm, I'm counting right. on you guys to carry the conversation from here. You could have had paper. Again, you I can't write in the car. On the paper, anyway, Liam. so yeah, Taraga Lacan basically pulls Vakama out of it. Except, of course, it's not really Taraga Lacan. And then, and then uh, Vakama tells him that he should be dead. Which is very rude of him. Yeah, right. You and, can't uh, just and then say Vakama, that. yeah, but Vakama reveals the uh, the the trick. He's like, "Hang on a minute, this ain't real. None of this is real." And Makuta's like, "Ha, yeah, I was Lakan the whole time. Ha ha." <laughs> uh, and also, Nokama was a Visorak. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, not I even one of the Visorak that can mimic people's voices. Just one of the other Visorak. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's one, a of the, yeah one of the inflation porn ones. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there is a Viserac that can mimic voices. Why not just use that one? Uh, I think it's it's because Makuta just wanted to say his own lines, and he couldn't do that with with the uh, with the one rock. I like to to think that he just picked that that he just didn't have a lot of of time to prepare. Like, at some point he decided, oh crap, I don't have a stand-in for Nokama. Uh, oh, Oh, you! Blue Spider! How would you like to to do the, this? This and weird the blue spiders they're going, but are, we were freed. Our people are free now. Tough shit. You are a spider. Yeah. Get to work. <laughs> You're a spider. Get to work. Spin me a web of lies. Yeah. So uh, Shadow One was just looking at a toe of fire, fucking around with fucking Vizrang, and was just confused as shit. Like, what am I even looking at? And then he realizes, oh no, no, it's an old strategy. 
if the attack of the body might fail, attack the mind. Yeah, so I guess, I guess, at least to the Shattered One, this, whatever the fuck this is, is a common attack strategy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It may not be common, but certainly an old strategy. I mean, yes, it, it's, it's a pretty common strategy, actually, to... Meanwhile, a giant information ass, to your enemy. It's like, a very a giant, common attack strategy to to use spiders to make to make your enemies think their friends are alive. I mean, it's literally got the word spy in it. I don't. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so a giant ass combiner comes you'll out only of nowhere. Ever hear at Two a.m. A giant ass combiner comes out of nowhere, running towards the shadow one with a body in its mouth. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. yes. That is how I've always pictured Voparak, is he's just chewing on the Vahi like a chew toy. He's like a doggy. The Shadow yeah. Ones are like, yes, good doggy. Now we're I thought going it to was go more like a cat. Like, he just wanders around completely sure of himself. Matter. Like, just, 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 <laughs> there's nothing you can do to fuck with It goes after the Vahi, and it's just like mine, and walks yeah. away. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, the Voparak is just this big old big guy that he made to... He made... Specifically, look for the Vahi and bring it to uh, him. It's actually never implied that the Shadow One made him. It's, oh. it, but it is indeed. Boparak was designed specifically to track down the Vahi. Yep. doesn't say who made him. It's just that the Shadow One managed to convince him to be his, you know, his pet. His dog. Yes. And so the Shadow One is all like, yes, I don't actually know how this fucking thing works. So we're going to go to the library now. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're just like, oh, well, I guess we've got this, so... Alright. See ya. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the Vahi was not the original reason that the Dark Hunters came to Metronia. Yeah, we uh, just yeah, the, the we Shattered One. Forgot to, we forgot to mention why they were there. Yeah. 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 yeah no, the Shattered One and Sentra said... are actually here to avenge Nadiki and Cracker. Because right. they really care about family. Yeah. Yeah. So in fact, he even says, "Well, we have what they're looking for, so we don't need them anymore." Yeah, I like. I like that he literally states, "Like, I don't give a shit about Nadiki or Krekka, but like, the, someone killed my guys. I can't let that stand." Yeah, yeah. And then he is an example turns... must be made. Fuck them, as as you... but like, even my shittest people, I'll fuck you up. And then he finds the Mask of Time and is all like, Well, fuck that! I don't give a shit! Oh, wait, wait. Oh, crap. He's gotta, we gotta stick around anyway, because I don't, I don't know how to work this thing. I need to I need to find the instruction manual in the library. Uh, so, I believe this is the point where Vakama and Makuta strike a truce. Is that right? Uh, yes. Essentially, they are now talking to each other and be like, Well, do you have the mask? I'm gonna steal it from you. And he's like, Well, I don't have it. It was stolen by that Volparak kid. Okay, well, I'm going. Well, I'm going to help you get it back, Little Toa. Uh, because and well, you're no, going first, to help me. first Makuta just sits there screaming, <laughs> just <laughs> fury, rage coming out of him, and he just knocks Vakama back with basically an armored hand, and basically just. It says he shattered. Bitch slapped into unconsciousness. Yeah. Uh, basically, it says a shattering surge of dark energy blasts Vakama into oblivion. No, he just back backhands him. Bitch slapped. Yeah, and when it said oblivion, like bla- it literally says blasts him to oblivion, 
And, like, it took me a couple seconds to remember that oblivion can also just mean oblivious, like sleep, not just absolutely obliterated. Like, I thought it literally (laughs) meant he'd been smashed to complete atoms. He raged Vakama to death. Right. At which point, then Vakama wakes up later and he just immediately gets out his gun and be like, all right, I'm ready for this. And Makuta's just like, oh, good. I need that. I need that spirit. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so listen here, Jotoa. I need the Mask of Time, and you're going to help me get it, because if they keep it, then they're gonna go who knows the fuck where. I don't even know where they're going. Uh, so we need to hang out. Yeah. Point is, they, they set up a truce, saying, look, here's the deal. We don't want either one of us to have it, but we definitely don't want them to have it. Yeah, so, so uh, we'll neither fight. one of us kills the other until we'll we get fight, the mask back. But not until one of us has the mask, at which point all bets are off. Yeah, and yeah. then Vakama's all like, no, man, I hate you too much. You but yeah, he even said specifically, if once it is in my hands, if you are bound and determined to die fighting for it, I will oblige you. Yeah. I just I got in my notes here, like, uh, so Vakala doesn't want to work with Makuta because Makuta's a monster, and Makuta's all like, oh, wh- what do you mean? I did a good job ruling over your city. And Vakala's all like, you broke it! You broke the city! Yeah. <laughs> and then Makuta's all like, quote, details, trivialities, focus on the present. Also, I, I love how... words for somebody who wants, who is trying so desperately to become the ruler of time... Well, yeah, but uh, I love in this whole uh, section how how feisty Vakama gets because it really does put into practice that whole thing of, that he said at the end of the last movie, where he's like, uh, "Makuta doesn't scare me anymore," and now he's showing it. You know, he's standing right. up to Makuta. He's like, "Yeah, I could probably beat you in a one-on-one fight." To be um, fair, I think this is probably I think this book displays the least scary Makuta is trying to be. Like he's genuinely trying to be. Somewhat friendly with Vakama in two dates. Two dates. We'll see what the future says. Well, yeah, yeah, there's like a point in this book where, like, where like Vakama is like talking about stuff, and Makuta is just casually gossiping, like, "Hey, did you know that there were the, that uh, a portion of the island is actually made out of corpses?" Good times. Anyway. So yeah, at, at which point they decided to attack Boparak because that's a thing that they decided to do. Vakama just wants to charge him, but Makuta's all like, hey, hey, watch this. And then he throws a rock at him, and then it, and it just disintegrates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so Makuta's all like, hey, watch this. And then he summons an army of rock sheets! <laughs> yeah. Which at yeah. this point, nobody Witness knew where... the sons up of Makuta. Up until yeah. this point, nobody knew where Rakshi came from. I I said in a previous episode of this podcast, Makuta probably told the Toa Metro himself, Oh, hey, the Rakshi come from me. I make them. They're my boys. And here he is. He fucking literally <laughs> tells Vakama casually, because they're, they're just hanging out. He's trying to be somewhat friendly. He's all like, hey, so, uh... The reason that all these rocks here really kill themselves for me is because I made them. They come from me. Uh, I literally tear my dick off 
and regrow it, and uh, it becomes babies. Which is why you see it pulling out of my knee for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I got six of them, and they're all over the place. It's weird. Although, it doesn't... Does it specifically state that he creates them, like, they're parts of him? Or is he referring to it as, like, a mad scientist, like f- so, Dr. Frankenstein the, the might, way, uh, might refer to the monster as his child? Like The, the way that it well, works, specifically, I'll, I'll explain this. The way it specifically works is that it's basically made from the essence that a Makuta is made of. Hey, Makuta. It's hard to explain without going too far into the future story. So in, okay. the, first movie, we, in the first movie, we do literally see him ripping worms out of himself and putting them in a thing. Yeah, and, and in this book, he does actually say, like, they are born from my flesh or something like that. Yeah, so. they are born of my darkness. Each one carries a part of me within their gleaming armor. They yeah. live yeah. and they die in my name. But also, he is like a mad scientist that experiments on animals in labs, so... Right. It, it is I both. I to clarify, going back to, like, 2003, if you may not recall from the comic... But the the Turaga have been catching these things for almost the exact thousand years that they were there. They have an yeah, entire. They've wall. never once noticed a piece of Makuta's liver stuck in there. <laughs> everyone's got everyone's got to have hobbies, right? Like they've dissected thousands of them. Just no, nah, never noticed, right? But yeah, no. At which point we're just watching a bunch of Rachi just dying right in front of them. And Vakama yeah, just, just like, constantly. Vakama immediately just blue screens right then and there. It's like, what? Oh, right. <laughs> what? Uh, so, uh, if, if there's even a remote possibility that someone's listening to this podcast that hasn't read the book for some reason. So what the Volbrock does is it, it, it makes time happen good. Basically, accelerated time is its defense. Anything yep. that attacks it will be accelerated to the point of basically Anything that dying. comes near it. Like, yeah. just in a radius around it. Yep, so the Volbrog isn't just some hulking monster that was designed to retrieve the Mask of Time. The Volbrog is, like, specifically designed, like, I guess if the Vahi happened to be broken like it was when Vakama found it, that uh, the Volbrog probably has, like, some sort of time power. The Volbrog's got all sorts of time powers, I mean, technically, I don't know if it would survive that, but we'll. But we'll it would probably we'll find be. Out. A, it would probably like be able to grab it at least and like fix it. Yeah, uh, I reckon. Anyway, probably... so now hmm. let's go to a new location. That's right. We're back to the Great Temple again. Hell yeah! Yep. Shadow we know it's made of Shadow One reading books. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Shadow One and Centrack are there. Uh, Centrak, by the way, is just a guy. They never really say anything about him. He just is there. I read the wiki. He's, uh, yeah, he is really just a guy. I mean, he's yep. just a guy, you know. That No, seriously, he is just a guy. He has no personality, and it seems like that is his personality. It's not just bad writing. Like, he's just some super obedient guy. He's practically a literal robot. Except he's not. 
He's just but basically, uh, in wrestling terms, he's a jobber. He's he's just there to hang out and do his job, and he doesn't want to make a big stink about it. Fair enough. And he doesn't want to make jokes or hang out and I don't like any of this shit. And then Vakama shows up and is like, hey, look at me, I have a fire in my hat. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to lose track of this particular plot point. We need to go over one small bit. Uh, Makuda mm-hmm. basically goes on to explain to Vakama why he is a Toa. And he explained... Yeah. Oh, yes. No, no, he, Makuta doesn't. It's, um... No, 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 no. Makuta explains One at a time. <laughs> Makuta no. is explaining to Vakama that he saw into the stars and discovered... Oh, right. ...that yeah. Nuri, Akmo, Visola, Tehudi, Orkham, and Iri are destined... Destined to be told. Uh, I think you mean Arye. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Arye. Don't care. I will read it how I read it when I was a child. <laughs> I am a child in this book right now. Yeah, I know what you're. I know what you're getting up with this now. Yeah. Arye. Yeah. So his thought process is: is not a particular hero group, but they're all weak-willed enough to they could have been molded by a strong leader like Toa Lakan. So I chose. The six most argumentative, strong-willed, stubborn Matoran I could think of. And I planted their names in Lacan's mind. He kind of had that backwards, but, uh, I mean, that's the point. No, that's yep. the point. He, he didn't yeah. want a group of Toa that could be led by somebody like Lacan yeah. to become strong, united, under the three d- virtues thing. Yeah. So instead, he picked six Matoran who are, like, super argumentative with each other. But yeah, heads the all the biggest time. assholes from each yeah. metro. Yep. Basically, Vakama is the biggest asshole of Takoro or t- Top Metro. Or at least Vakuda thinks. Technically, both apply in that regard, do they not? Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I think the Matoran that Vakuda thought were supposed to be the guys were worse, but. Oh, I, I mean, that's absolutely. The point. I mean, that's definitely else. the point. Akmo is no doubt the biggest traitor we're ever going to meet. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, he was literally going to be a Shadow Toa in 2008, but they didn't do it. Yeah. That's not... I mean, what is that? Expo- what? Um, no, I was... This is the, Owen, Owen told me. Talk to him about it. Apparently Point is... Wo- so now they're going to go after the Shadow one. Yep, Shadow yes. one. He's got three legs. One of, uh, Apparently it's supposed to be a tail, but it looks like legs. Anyway, the comma goes after the Shadow one. Meanwhile, Makuda... Waited until he no longer heard Vakama's footfalls, and he said, All right, you come out now. Here yeah, like Kitanga's there. Kitanga's all like, mm-hmm. I detect evil. I am going to punch it. I must and punch Makuta's it. just like, lol, no. Yeah, but, uh, Makuta is, like, way, way better than Sidorak, and, uh, curb stops the fucker. Yep. Welds his Rotuka spinner shut. Oh, yeah, he's man. like, yeah, bitch, I, yeah, bitch, I'm not like that, that pussy gimp, fuck, I'm a big boy now. <laughs> Makuda, I'm a big boy now. Quoted <laughs> century. Yep. Uh, so, uh, is that then the bit, uh, are we now getting to the bit where Makuta goes with Vakama to the Great Temple? Uh, we're, yeah, got- yeah, we're at the Great Temple, Vakama left to go into the Great Temple. Oh, Kuda right, stayed yeah, out okay. to fight Kitongu. Meanwhile, right. yes, uh, at this point, Sidor, or, or, not Sidorak, I just saw his name because, of course, Makuta mentioned it. 
Um, at this point, Vikama is like in the Great Temple, up in the rafters, looking in. The Shadow yeah. One's just tearing up the place with Centrac. And then Vikama uh, ambushes Centrac, if I'm not mistaken, yeah? Yep. Uh, pretty cool fight. No, Centrac actually apparently ambushed him. Oh, alright. Yeah, well, before he could cool. fire his... Uh, the target launcher or Tuka Spinner, and it managed to hit Vakama, who dropped like a stone and hit the floor. Right, yeah, that's right. It's a pretty cool fight. Uh, except the funny part is, at that point then, Vakama... What did he do? I'm just trying uh, to he, catch up with you. Did he fire the shrinking disc then? The, the shrinky boy. He oh, shrink, yeah. He shrinks the boy. No, it, no. at that point, Centrak had thrown in like a, a sphere of, of darkness and surrounded Vakama. He's like, oh, he's not going to get out of that. Except Vakama's like, bitch, I was a Hortika. I know oh, this. Yeah. I don't need I my eyes to shoot. By this. I don't need my <laughs> eyes to shoot a gun. Yeah. He's just... Just like stoning around, scanning the horizon, it's like, oh, oh, there is where you are. I could shoot you now. And then he shoots him. Except then he made the mistake because now he's created a twenty foot tall enemy. <laughs> yeah, but a twenty foot tall enemy that's very easy to hit with another disc. Right. And this is the right one. Yep. The, the so then he one. turns him into Ant Man. And then instead of squishing him like a bug. Uh, he lets him turn him into a statue. Speaking of mm -hmm. bugs, Volparok's just over there staring at the at the door still. Meanwhile, thousands of Brachi armor just watering, or withering away right in front of him. He's like, "Yeah, huh? Okay, <laughs> this is irritating." <laughs> Literally, yeah. an entire species is just extincting <laughs> itself right in beside him, and he's just like. Is it going to rain today? <laughs> You're in a desert! <laughs> uh, yeah. The point is, he's just like, I really don't know why I'm still here. I'm going to go away now. <laughs> huh. Yeah. You, know, I, you know, I probably should have thought about a thousand corpses ago. Maybe this is a distraction. <laughs> Maybe I should. Yeah, maybe you I know, should go tell my, maybe I should go tell first, my boss. Someone's the first five hundred. There's the a hole in the wall. Someone okay, Curtis, I know you don't have any yeah. notes, but I think we still need you to keep this on track. <laughs> I can't remember what happens. Someone, I've got the book right in front of me, and I'm keeping it on track. So my about, is, about a million is, corpses in about a million Josie. corpses in the Pope Rack finds out. Need I remind you, we're almost three hours and fifteen minutes in now. Liam, you're a poop. I'm continuing it. I'm going as fast as I can safely. Anyway, <laughs> so at this point, Bakama is still fighting Sinner or Centrac. Uh, Makuta is still fighting Kitongu, and yep. at this point. Voparok's just like, screw this, I'm going this way. So now, yeah. at this point, screw Makuta you guys, finally I'm meets. Going at this point, finally, the Shadow One reveals himself to uh, Toa Vakama. It's like, I am the Shadow One. Doubtless you have not heard of me, but I knew you must have known two of my agents. And it's yes, like, that's right. out of nowhere, here comes Makuta, and it's like, Wait, why do you interfere, Great Makuta? It amuses me. 
<laughs> anyway, the point is, we get to a part, finally, where Vakama just takes five seconds and looks at him, and it's like, by the way, look at Makuta. Now back to me. Now back to Makuta. Now back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I do not Sadly, have... Sadly, he isn't me. <laughs> Sadly, he is not me. But well, you know what but he does he... have? Wait. But what he is... Do you recognize those wings? Do you recognize the yeah. bulk? Do you recognize the legs? Do you recognize any of that? That's right. He, he bored your guys. He oh, ate he... a bird. And my guys! At oh, which point what? the Shadow One's just like, wait, what? You killed them? You just summoned a Dark Hunter to your side and then you sacrificed them for your own insane ambition? Now it is war! Like, this mm-hmm. is this is literally the start of what we call the Dark Hunter Brother of Makuta War that literally lasts for a thousand years. Yep. This is this is how it starts. It's just and now we go to war. Yeah. So I Literally started notes, because Makuta ate a guy. I have in my notes here, quote, Makuta flexed his muscles, and I don't know when that comes up. I just want to let everyone know, Makuta flexes his muscles. Not it's muscles. Like, I'm words, trying to find that. It's in the book. Makuta flexed his muscles. It's not for a while yet. Thank you, Liam. Very good. Anyway, at one point, Vakama finally, while they, the other two are just fighting each other, he just runs into a screaming power dive, I'm quoting the book, yep. aims straight for the Mask of Time, got it in the Shadow One's hand, moving so fast that he's only a blur, he swooped down, snatched the mask from the Dark Hunter leader, and rocketed it off with it. Yep. Yeah, and he at- crash-landed so hard that his disc launcher is broken now. Uh, well, he got shot yeah, out of the sky. He got, so. he got shot out of the sky by the I-beams. Yeah. At which point, <laughs> Shadow will just, like, go after him to Voparok and... Oh, but by the way, those same I-beams also vaporized Makuta's wings, which is why he doesn't have them later. Right. I just and like at that the, point... I just, I just like the bizarre detail in all of this, that Makuta's disc... That uh, Vakama's jetpack doesn't work anymore, and it won't even work as a disc launcher anymore. Right. Why did why, why why is there a bizarre sentence in this book to explain why he doesn't have a Kanoka disc launcher on Mount Nui? We don't need Meanwhile, an explanation for why he wouldn't have that. Well, the the reason that's the way that is is because every other Turaga, like their Toa tools, transformed into their Turaga tools. But in Vakama's case, his Turaga tool is his fire stuff from when he was a Matoran. So they needed to explain why he doesn't still have his Toa tool. Okay. Anyway, more to the point. Now we get to the part that Josie was referring to. With with uh, the Shadow One using his staff to basically create Protodermis as a cuff, uh, Makuta flexed his muscles and shattered the Protodermis bonds. Yes. Then he advanced on the Shadow One, his crimson eyes raging. The Shadow One hurled more solid protodermis, only to have Makuta batted aside. In desperation, he launched his eye beams and dissolved a portion of Makuta's breastplate. But still, the Master of Shadows kept coming. I just, I just like the idea that Makuta is just like, "Ow, my titty!" (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, my titty is leaking. Anyway, the next part is the most metal part of Bionicle, in my opinion. 
Makuna basically bench presses the Shadow One over his head and slams it onto Voparak, <laughs> yes. who immediately, the defensive time field kicked up, and the Shadow One could just start die- feeling years dying from him. By the time he got up, he'd aged 3,000 years. Yeah, Makuna, like, he says, You want time so bad? Take it, bitch! Although, honestly, 3,000 years probably isn't that long in the grand scheme of things for this guy. I was about to say, that's, like, literally taking five seconds from a Matoran. That's nothing. Yeah. I mean, he said he... But, to be fair, he was already called, like, the Shadow One, but he could also have just been called Ancient One. He's yeah. literally old, just as much as ancient. Yeah, he's yeah. another dark hunter. Apparently, because they've apparently the known reason, each other for years. Apparently, the reason in canon everyone calls him the Shadow One is because no one actually knows what the fuck his name is. Yes, yep. except I do know what his name is. At least that's the name I gave him. But apparently, what about uh, the name Greg gave him? Yeah. So apparently, every so apparently when he dis- when uh, Greg revealed that the Makuta of Metronui's name wasn't Makuta. Uh, everyone was Spoilers. so pissed off at him uh, for some reason. I I like the name he came up with. Uh, everyone was so upset that he decided, well, I'm just not gonna tell you the name I came up with for the Shadowed One. Fuck you guys. Anyway, so Tova Kama's about to die. Yes. Yeah, Kama's about to die because he's a pussy bitch. That's yep. right. Yeah, yeah. He he is crashing out of the sky. He's uh, about to fall straight into the great furnace. Uh, I love but this oh, quote. I love this quote. I have in my notes here. One day yeah. there will be an easy foe to fight. Just take its mask off, and the battle's <laughs> over. Like yeah, that's that's right. I have that in my notes as yep. more stupid retroactive foreshadowing jokes. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, it's been a while since the last one, so I quite like this one. But then the comma has his spirits lifted. Because it turns out that growth on that log from three books ago went somewhere after all. Mm-hmm. Introducing Karzani. Karzani 2.0. The plant that is dead and dead, dead, but somehow is not dead. Apparently, because of course. Apparently, uh, the uh, being on being uh, being a raft brought him back to life. All he needed was that regular protodome is water. Basically, what happened is he's a plant, and he just withered and died, but a new growth came out of nowhere, once being rewatered with water. Because I think Makuta realized he needed to have a backup plan in case the backup plan failed the backup plan. Yeah, Makuta's (laughs) got lots of plans, and anyway, Karzani's all like, I still hate Makuta, even though he gave me a job pretending to be the Morbazark in your right. weird vision quest. But like, I still hate him, so I'm gonna let you know, turns out the, the stars are bullshit and you were meant to be told on. Okay, thanks, yep. bye. Basically, so is, that's what I was about to say. Go ahead. Yeah, so th- this is the bit where we get into... So, <laughs> up until this point, we've been led to believe that uh, Makuta tricks Likan by implanting the wrong names into his head and, and saying, uh, hey, go make these other guys Toa. Now we find out that actually Matanui was tricking him by manipulating the stars to tell him the wrong thing, and then and then some <laughs> other guys to also make Makuta think the wrong thing? 
Let me let me uh, get ready. It's for a Deus Ex Machina. You may know everything I'm going to do, but I know everything you're going to do. Strange, Strange isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> Yep, Mononui tricked trick Makuta into tricking Leekon, into tricking some other guys, into tricking them, into tricking everything. Tricky, tricky, tricky. It's tricky! So as it turns out, Vakama and co. were meant to be Toa all along. Because Akbo and crew are fucking idiots! He's just gonna take the tree's word for it. And you know what? I don't like this plot point. I think it's stupid. I like I the, the whole idea. thing was stupid. That's why I hate 2005. This is it's one re- of the reasons why I don't like Time Trap as much as I do yeah. Maze of Shadows or Voyage of Fear because they set it up again in the beginning. Like, oh, remember that thing we said a few books ago? And then they immediately, they only set it up so that they could immediately take it away. Yeah, I know. Like, I really liked the idea that Vikama and his crew weren't meant to be Toa because it meant they were, you know, they were forging their own destiny. They were going against the will of the Great Spirit and making good out of it anyway. In I really like that. It's like the whole Jala Mask of Light thing all over again. Yeah, except I good. I liked it. Anyway, of course you liked it. You're stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll stupid. tell you who also did not like it: Makuta. Where he mm-hmm. decided to destroy Karzani. Because yeah, he was super pissed. He was super he's pissed. not happy with all of his being manipulated by a greater power than him. Because what greater power could there ever be? Hmm. Anyway. He just got done bench-pressing a greater close. power, so he's super pissed already. And then his tree guy's all like, oh, by the way, uh, Bakuda's an idiot. And then he's all like, fuck that! Yeah. Oh, yeah. But by, by the way, all these people that helped Matanui trick Makuta, uh, they—it's uh, not really a spoiler to say—they are an organization called the Order of Matanui. Yep, the Illuminati. We will yep. be seeing more of them later. The Illuminati. Yes. Literally, the only reason why he explained them in this one is because he had to, or Greg literally had to introduce them in the very next year. The Illuminati. In a way that made it organically make sense, except it doesn't work that way. Anyway, Vakama decided, oh, wait a minute, I'm a Toa Metro now. I can use a mask. So he uses his mask again Mm -hmm. to just hide. And then he has a great idea, and this is probably my favorite thing that ever happens. Yeah. What happens? (laughs) It goes into into the scrapyard, that one that's been... uh, Oh, yeah. so lovingly characterized in previous books as uh, just filled to the brim with broken, misshapen masks to be reclaimed in the furnaces, and he just puts the body and on the conveyor belt. And that one crazy guy. He just puts the mask of time on the conveyor belt, and all like, hey, Makuta! And, he, and then one at a time, he just smashes masks with a hammer, and he says, so, funny thing, I was in the ocean, and this mask... There was a crack in it, and it was fucking shit up. What, what, I wonder what happens if I smash it with a hammer, and then he smashes more broken mass. And then Makuta's all like, uh, uh, I, I could, I could shoot you, but what if I miss? Oh, okay, 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 don't, don't. I'm, a, I'm a, I give up. Hold on, so, we gotta elaborate a little bit better, because I love the quote Bakama has. Yeah. all of the comments said. Mm-hmm. He, he, Makuta wants him to explain. Time, Makuta. 
The force of time is contained within that mask. Destroy it, and that power is unleashed upon the universe. Past, present, and future, all existing at once. Warps and rifts and hours folding in upon each other. Madness and chaos as no two moments ever follow one another. Think of it. I am. It sounds glorious. Okay, can we abridge this? We don't really have to get in the habit of reading the entire book on the stream. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I had to do that. (laughs) But I want to read the last thing because this is something I needed to point out to everybody because I'm sick and tired of this quote being completely, totally out of character, like out of context. At one point, they finally said, like, Vakama finally negotiates. Here's the deal. I need you to come up with a plan. I need you to tell me not to smash this thing. What are you going to offer me? And he's like, fine. Here's the deal. I will, like, basically leave you alone at least a year. But I will let you have that year. And at which point, Makama's just like, do I really want to do that deal? And Makuna's like, do not try my patience. Your possession of the mask of time may leave me inclined to stay my hand. And this is where the context is. But we both know there are a thousand ways I can destroy you right now. And 490 or 941 of them hurt. I'm sick and tired of people quoting that there are a thousand ways I can destroy you and 941 hurt. Put the context, people. I I think he's just bragging. He's threatening with a brag. I mean, yeah. I I don't see the significance. Why, Why do you care so much about that? Because I'm sick and tired of people saying that Makuta has a thousand ways that he could destroy people. He says we both know there's a thousand ways I could destroy you. Okay. Look, I've been nitpicking that thing for about ten years now. I don't want to hear that. Are you saying that people... I think you've been nitpicking at a red herring. Are you saying that people take that quote, like, literally, and they think that Makuta has literally 1,000 ways and 941 of them hurt? Yes. That's dumb. Okay, now, Swerve... You know that uh, we are going to be putting that quote on the t-shirt now, right? Probably. We're going to be putting <laughs> that quote on the t-shirt. We're going to be we're going to put Swert approved. All right. Uh, anyway, the point we're is, gonna make, we're going to make yeah, we're going to make you miserable with that shirt. I'm because... just imagining now that shirt on the store next to the concept of meat. Yeah, <laughs> and we're going to just send and we're going to send you that shirt. We're going to send you that shirt, Swert. You're going to you're going to love it, and it's going to be in the wrong size, but you're going to wear it to work every day. And everyone's going to be like, why the fuck are you wearing a child size shirt? Moving on. So, Bakama ends up being banished from the city, and he's just leaving. Meanwhile... I I love that, though. It's like, Makuta could have done this at any fucking time, especially during that specific sequence. Makuta just warped him to the Great Barrier, just (laughs) with a passing thought. Yeah, he could just... Like, that's, like... Legitimately, he could have done that at any moment, minus the mask, and be like, "Mine now." Yes. Yeah. Does he just? Did he take on some of Kreka's dumbness when he absorbed him? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, like at any given point during that whole illusion sequence, it's established here that Makuta read Vakama's mind in this sequence. Yeah. As you'll find out in a few moments. He could have like, done that at any point to find out what he already knew. He, yeah. he clearly figured out that there's a Motorin down in the water, and he just uses magnetism to rise him up. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, 
you could have read his mind to find out where the mask was in the first place. You could have literally beamed him away the moment he was in the city. You could have mm-hmm. literally transported yourself to where the mask was if you could find a way to sense it. Gee, are you saying that Makuta powers are poorly thought out and overpowered? I'm just saying Krekka <laughs> must have had a bigger influence on him than he really thinks, because he's clearly forgotten all of his powers and is only bringing them up when it's convenient. Could have oh, used that. He could have used that magnetism that he's using right now uh, to like just force pull the mask of time away from the conveyor belt. Or just, like, well, rip, just, just, just rip away this. the entire conveyor belt and take the mask with it. He could have opened up a black hole in Vakama's sternum. The point is, <laughs> yes, the He's point just is. An idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. He decides to wake up Akmo because Akmo because he knows how to actually use the sphere that he invented. What a shock! Akmo is just like, "Where am I? What is going on?" And Makuta's like, "I will tell you a story about a great hero and six villains who banished the hero from his city." Are you one of the villains? No. What? Why would you think that? Because of all I the clearly, rusting. Because of all I, the, the guy with shit. It's like, I clearly the guy covered in rust. I'm clearly the hero. Yeah. I don't look and evil Akbo's at all. And Akbo's just like, I don't know why I got here or who I even am, but you know what? This guy makes sense. I like him. Mm-hmm. I'll just follow him. This guy who's radiating darkness clearly is, is a good guy. I like anyway, this guy. We're wrapping makes- up. And, it even and then, her, and then, the, the, and then uh, we go back to the past. And then we go back to the past, the future past. And the fucking Vakama and the others, they arrive on the shore, and Turagaduma and the Rahaga all come out to greet them. And the, the end. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then we get on to another back, another flashback. And we are <laughs> definitely going over this one, Liam, because I have a JoJo reference for you. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so yeah, in Don't this tell flashback, me or I will tell Spirit. <laughs> So yeah, this flashback. This is uh, back to the Rahag. Uh, yeah, so this is the Rahaga. Years ago, yes, the, the Rahaga and Kitongu. Yeah, five hundred years after the Toa Metru left, uh, but five hundred years before they come back. This is the context, like I said earlier, a thousand years untold. This is the Metru Nui story, and I'm both very proud of the person who wrote it and very pissed off at him because I also entered for this exact category and lost to him. I'm only. I'm mostly pissed off that the, the, instead of you know actually making an attempt to repair the city, which Taragaduma could very easily do with his mask power, and demonstrates that he would be capable of in this very story, they're just sort of shitting around inside the Colosseum for five hundred years. Yeah, Look, Duma's digging. At a least hole. they're in the Colosseum and not in the goddamn Great Temple. I'm yeah, happy about that. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of this story, Doom is just like digging a hole, I guess. It's just, yeah, it, it, and it's then implied some... that they're just going around repairing things slowly. Yeah, and then some Vizrox show up because they didn't get <laughs> the memo. They're 500 years late from the rest yeah. of the Horde. They didn't get Where the memo. get that late. And then they start fighting. What have they been doing? Oh, I took. I must have taken a wrong turn in Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, anyway, to... the, the main character of this story, however, is not the Rahaga, and it's certainly not Duma, and it's certainly not Kitongu. It's Dweller. Ah, uh, yes. So Dweller. Dweller is a Dark Hunter that was submitted for the Dark Hunter Guide, 
kind of stuck around because he was assigned to be kind of a sleeper agent in Metro Nui to just report back. Mm-hmm. That is all his task is, is to basically just literally s- spy. What's yep. in a name, am I right? <laughs> right. Um, the point is, he's just taking in all of what's happening around him, and he's just writing it down so that he can tell the dark, the Shadow One all about it tomorrow, basically. Yep. Tomorrow being another 2,000 years or whatever. <laughs> really doesn't and, he watch, and he watches Duma lure uh, Vizrak into that hole he was digging. We're not there yet. I don't have page numbers on my notes, so I apologize for that. Anyway, all yep. it is is basically just the Rahaga, Kitangu, and Duma fighting Vizrak. That's pretty much all you have to worry about. Yeah. It's, well, there it's, are some interesting moments in it. You can't just, like, Josie has a tendency to get ahead of herself, but at the same time, you can't just skim over the entire plot. Crazy Daimundo! Uh, so feel free to elaborate, then. Because I'm not quite sure, because it's been years since I read Speed's work. I thought you, did you not read it when we were supposed to read it? I read it literally in one evening, all of the entire what we were supposed to read, and that was two weeks ago. Oh my god. (laughs) Alright, Josie, since you seem to have this one in mind, well, first of all, it's like... Dweller, you're not Dweller, start off, or it starts off with uh, Norik having a bad dream as a bunch of Matoran running away from the Vizorok Horde. And he wakes up with a start, and Gaki and Targaduma look at him from their fire, and he's, they're like, what, what the fuck's happened? It's, oh, it's just a bad dream. And then Kitongu goes absolutely apeshit <laughs> and, like, jumps off into the city. And Norix yells after him, like, what the hell's going on? And Kitongu's like, rar, rar. Somehow that means Vizorak. Yeah. So <laughs> they all trail off after him, and they find this horde of Vizorak that's led by a single Kilorak, which is apparently Vizorak can lead each other when mm-hmm. they don't have Rudaka around. And yes. they don't know that... They think they're early, because apparently they have no concept of time. They're 500 <laughs> years late, and they're wondering, hmm, why is the city not have any webs? We must be early. <laughs> so they they run into Kitongu, and they, when Taragaduma and the Rahaga get there, he's basically being completely overrun, which is interesting, considering how he handled himself before. And Taragaduma... In his badass moment, it encounters the leader of the Viserak and just, like, lures him into a hole, makes a hole, shoots a hole in front of it in the ground with a Kanoga disc launcher. You're like, you better not come any closer, bitch. And he does. And then he uses his Kirill to seal him in that hole, Crazy Diamond style. He's yep. like, I warned you. Yep, Crazy Diamond JoJo reference. <laughs> yeah. Is that a motherfucking so, uh... JoJo reference? And then we just get into the battle where they're just fending off the Vizorok quite easily, as D- Dweller notes, which is very surprising to him. And he'll have, he mentions something along the lines of having to report that back to the Shadowed One at some point. And then the story ends with Tr- Norik having another bad dream, this time about the Dark Hunters. And it's revealed that Dweller has just been mind-fucking Norik this entire time. And it's his power to induce bad dreams. 
I guess he's just yep. doing that for shits and giggles because it's not part of his what mission else at is all. There for him? Well, what else is there for him to do? <laughs> Fair enough. He literally has nothing else better to do with this. We point. all need. We all gotta have hobbies. <laughs> and his and, hobby is making people have nightmares. Okay. And then the last of my notes isn't about the book, so. What's the last of your well, notes? Because yeah, no. we're done the his book. Power, officially, his power is to fill minds with nightmares. I just looked it up on PS1. Yep. So I, I think I, I, I feel like I was talking with Liam about this once. Could the elemental Toa discs be used to make masks? And uh, I read that I read on the Greg archive that Greg said they can. Okay. All right. And that's last of my notes. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, right. that is that, that. That's it. That's the end of the 2005 story. Um, Fuck this year. <laughs> we finally got through it after. Three and a half hours of this podcast, and goodness knows how many hours in the, the last begin- two. The beginning and the end were very entertaining to me. Mainly, we could literally just ma- mainly Maze of Shadows, Voyage of Fear, and Time Trap. Those were the most interesting parts. Time of the Horde, Web of the Visorok was good too. Hmm. Basically like everything. Basically I... everything before and after they turned into Hordika, and everything with the Hordika <laughs> was just filler. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I think it's pretty obvious we could literally run uh, Web of Shadows probably three times in the length of what we've recorded here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if we cut out the end credits and just started it over from the very beginning. Yeah, we're Start about the podcast over hours, from the beginning. We're about three hours and 40 minutes in. Okay, everybody, we're going to start the podcast over from the beginning. Another three hours. Let's go. Yay. Bye. Uh, this has been fun I don't know if I remember coming back (laughs) so Curtis you're usually the one to say things at this point Curtis I swear to god yes I am vindicated wait well, we're not waiting for him this time. Okay, Swert, as of this point, who is hashtag your guy? <sighs> now if I only can remember what that means. Who's it fa- means who's whatever the hell you want it to mean. Who's your favorite customer? <laughs> Quick, Curtis isn't here post Daka porn. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Okay, I'll get some. <laughs> Don't actually uh, fuck. At this point, I mean, I'm not quite sure who we could say. I guess technically, you got to go with Radaka is like probably the funniest written character in this whole shit show of a year. Yep, she's but the best only one. She's got the tits. But only because it's such a duality of what she's written as. Up to this point, I'd say it's a tie between either either Rudaka or Kraka. Because you haven't been here since Kraka was a thing. That's true. No, I, I remember... Yeah, Kraka is another good choice. There it goes. Ah, Curtis died. Yeah, Curtis. well, fuck him. <laughs> Literally. It's okay, we got uh, Craig. It's okay, we got Craig. We got Craig, we're good. And we're all we recording. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all Craig. At this all point, right. I mean... Yeah, no, Kraka or, like I said, Rataka... Maybe Sidorog's voice. That's about the only other one I can find out there. <laughs> just his voice, nothing else about him. <laughs> yes. Just you, just take all of the visuals away, put Sidorog's voice right here, and we're good. Now, what about Rudaka's tits with no. Sidorog's voice? We're... 
All right. Does anyone yes. else have any closing thoughts? Fuck this year. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, All let's right. move well, on to the next one right ne- now. Ne- next episode, we'll be recording book six, prologue through chapter four, which will yep. be the beginning of the Ignition arc, with and optional reading in- of the Dark Hunter's guidebook. And based entirely off of off of Liam's angry, angry words, you will be doing a complete read-through of the entire book. Well, we'll Twice. see in two, we'll see in another thousand years, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Snake titties. Bye. <laughs>